0: I don't see
1: anything, Val. Then what the hell are you talking about? Over.
0: Bert, they're under the ground. They're under the ground. They can dig like a son of a bitch. Big monsters underground. Now get out. Hurry.
1: up everyone and welcome to the horror cast this is episode number 29 and today we are still moving right along with our celebration of all thing monsters this episode we will be doing host picks with our classic format so this episode we will be reviewing revenant vins picks which are 1990s tremors and 2013's the host sixes that's it that's it okay Here's a quick rundown of what we have been doing with the series of reviews. We're all fans of the monster movie and feel like we should be giving it as much love as possible. So we decided to do quite a few episodes and delve into all different types of the monster series. Not only are we continuing with our host picks of a classic and a newer movie, the only thing that is certain is that they are monster movies. We also wanted to dissect and discuss some of the roots of the monster movie, and there was no other place to start than with the universal monster films. So after each co-host pick show, we will be reviewing the main three from each of the most iconic Universal Monster movies. Then we keep the cycle going and alternate between host picks, Universal Monster movies, until we finish the series. So there you go. You're all caught up. All right. I am your host this evening, Walshy, podcasting from my room of all things horror in northeastern Pennsylvania. Now let me get my co-hosts in here. First, I'm going to bring in the mainframe and heartbeat of the show. The editor, the man full of ideas, always looking two steps ahead from Southern Maryland. Welcome, Mark Nato. What's going on, man?
2: Hey, what's up, Walshie? Glad to what's be up? here, man. Ready to talk some monsters. Uh, it, it was uh, interesting because uh, there was one movie that we're talking about tonight that I had not seen yet. I owned it, but I had not watched it yet. So uh, looking forward to hearing what everyone thought about the host. So.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Okay, and next is the man who somehow writes down the most surgical and insightful looks into our Universal monster series with his fascinating introductory essays. And yes, he really does write that, believe it or not. The man behind the horror blog you all should be reading, titled The Revenant Reviews. Welcome, The Revenant, Vin. What's up, dude?
3: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Good to be talking more monsters and get to do my picks this time, which is really nice.
1: Yes, it is. We got to you, man. We got to you. And once again... Susan could not make it this episode we're so sorry chaos 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 Susan will be back guys so so don't fret all right so Mark let's get into some comments reviews Do we have any
2: well we don't have any new reviews which personally I'm a little upset about let's go horrorcast listeners. Get us up over 40 uh, reviews there on iTunes. We're, oh, I, th- yeah. I think we're stuck on 37, which is great, which is great. Um, I think we have 36 five star reviews and one four star review. And whoever gave that four star review, we forgive you. It's okay. It is okay. But we do have an email that I wanted to read. And this is, this has been probably a month or so that, uh, I got this, but with our special, monster palooza episodes we don't do the the email so this might have gotten lost and i wanted to share it it says uh hello my name is steven and i started listening to you guys in october when i was in the halloween mood since then i've never stopped i've always enjoyed horror movies but would never have considered myself a horror guy well you guys changed that i love the show and have become a horror guy i have had a great time catching up on all the movies that i had never seen and now watch all the new releases as well. I wanted to give special props to Revenant Vin in particular for his blog. I enjoy your writing quite a bit. You write about movies that I don't think get any coverage anyplace else. Please keep it up. Thanks to you, Revenant Vin, Mark Nato, Horror Girl, and Walshy for producing such a great show and for being such great ambassadors for the horror genre. Stay scared, Steven. So thank you, Steven, for yeah, that that's email. That was good stuff. Yeah, yeah gets you you <laughs> it gets you in the feels. It, him, does, it, it does. gets him in the feels, yeah. It gets you in the feels, yeah. And, you know, emails <laughs> email, emails are really um, a personal thing because someone really has to sit down and, exactly. and, and type. It's like writing a letter out. Like we have a lot of fan interaction or listener interaction on our Facebook page, uh, which, you know, normally people would maybe email things back and forth but it's out there on the open forum. You know what I'm saying? I think email's yeah. di- dying a little bit because we have such assess- accessibility yeah, uh, instant. To, to our listeners right there. So uh, so thank you for anyone who takes the time out to to drop us an email. So thanks thanks especially there to Steven.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man. Shout out. Very cool.
2: Yeah, and I did want to say if you guys have not listened uh, have not uh, read, you know, Vin's blog. You need to Re- therevenantreview.com. dot com. I mean, he he even paid seventeen dollars for the year. So so it would be therevenantreview.com. <laughs> dot com. Dedication. It is dedication. <laughs> it used to be what at WordPress or Blogspot or something.
3: Yeah, dot wordpress dot com yeah, or something.
2: Yeah, he, yeah. He right. he he spent seventeen dollars to take the blog the, the WordPress off. So come it's on quantified. now. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I double that, man. <laughs> you guys know that I have to say it every time, and I and I truly mean it. Okay, let's get into the news. That news, <laughs> Mark Nato. What is newsworthy? Anything catch your uh, mind? Did you see anything really cool? What's coming up?
2: Well, I mean, there's nothing huge. There's a few few little um, things that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the uh, the two. Trailers that dropped for uh, Alien Covenant. Did you guys see uh, either of those trailers? Oh or, yeah. Or are you um, in the on the Dave Z train of not watching any trailers? I, I try to do I'm that.
3: On that train, actually. Yeah, I
2: try. Shout out, shout <laughs> yeah. out to uh, Exploding Heads Podcast, Dave Z. I know Dave uh, doesn't watch trailers. He probably hasn't watched a trailer in a couple years because, frankly, they do spoil things quite a bit. Yeah.
3: I'm yeah. the same way. It's honestly one of the reasons I started listening to podcasts in the first place so that I wouldn't be spoiled by trailers. Yeah. And that I can just kind of get recommendations through that media yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not have the movie ruined for me.
2: But see, the well, thing, I, yeah. I go to I go to the, the movies to see every new release, and I'm sitting there, yeah. and the trailers come on, and I'm like, I guess maybe I could walk out or whatever, but that just seems like too much work. Yeah, so, dude, no, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, what do you think, Walshie, about this? are Are you excited about Alien Covenant?
1: Uh, I First, let me say about the trailers thing. I'm usually a 95% no trailers guy. But if there's something I know is coming that's super iconic, like something like that, and especially after Prometheus, my mind was racing. Still, I have so many questions like many others. So seeing how Ridley Scott got the gears turning again and the moneymaker that is Alien series, I wanted to see was this going to be a cash-in just from this trailer or not. And boy, does this raise a lot of questions. I don't know how it's going to tie into Prometheus, but, um, a dude, I'm very intrigued and I'll tell you what, I think it's a fantastic trailer in my opinion. What did you think?
2: Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I thought it looked exciting. It looked, it looked kind of, you know, they're going back to that, that crew and that building of the characters yep. in the crew. And I, I love seeing Danny McBride in there. Um, you know, because I like him as an actor. He's the one that's, going to be writing the new halloween but yep um gives a little bit of a um a comedic element there not not that it's going to be a funny movie but you know what i'm saying i'm sure he'll have no, some sure. wise cracks or some smart ass comments or whatever
1: but Absolutely. um yeah but lighten the load yeah
2: yeah and and then um it, it just looks it doesn't look like anything that's going to be like brand new it, it looks like they're kind of going back to the roots
1: right that's Um, what that's what i got out of it like he needs to answer these questions which fans are freaking out about and i am one of them but with everything going on in that trailer i mean it's definitely going back to its roots you can't deny that and i know you said uh the two trailers one of them is actually a prologue now i don't know if you guys would want to watch a prologue it has nothing to do it's not a part of the film it's just something that they shot to set up the, the vibes that this movie's going to feel like. And it's called The Last Supper. And, you know, it's really good, man. It's really good. I tell you what, the cast, just from that couple-minute prologue, has a lot of camaraderie. You could feel it. Uh, I I think he's on to something. I really hope so, man. I want it to work, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, you can, I, so am I. I mean, I, it's coming. It's coming. And I think he has, like, six more in the works. So that's kind of a head-scratcher, but... We'll Well, see what happens
2: there. I mean, he's definitely not going to be alive for all those. For sure. I mean, he's in his 80s, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's up there. But I'm sure he'll probably hand him off to his son. What else, man? I know you're excited about this, but there was an announcement, uh, J.J. Abrams, talking about um, a a TV show that, that he's developing called Castle Rock, and it's basically a fictional town made famous by the works of Stephen King. And, you know, many of King's stories have either been set in or directly referenced uh, the town. And this 10-episode run, I'm not sure what, um, it's Hulu, I believe, yes. So it's going to be one of those, you know, know, Netflix and and Amazon. There's not going to be any, like, stipulations. There's not going to be any... Um, you know, what am I trying to say here? They can, they can really go all out.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> listen. You know, how on Facebook has that cool feature now that shows you um what you wrote like a year ago, your memories, or two years ago to that date. Yes. Well, about two and a half years ago, <laughs> I'm waiting for that to pop up. I wrote, "There's one thing I need in my life is for a Stephen King television series titled Dairy." And it's gotta be about the town of Derry in uh in Maine, the fictional town, and just put all of the characters together and that would be mind blowing. And dude, dreams come true is all I gotta
3: say. They stole uh, your idea.
1: I, it's listen, I, <laughs> I, I dreams come true. Trademark or
3: copyright I, crap, I huh? can't <laughs> wait.
1: I'm sure I'm not the only one who thought about that. <laughs> but uh dude, like and then in this teaser trailer it's going through the map of the fictional town of castle rock i'm telling you it has every major character from any stephen king work in it um it it, it aj uh jj abrams involved i mean it's almost too good to be true so you talk about anything more exciting to me there isn't
2: yeah you know what, why i think this uh probably got finally got the green light is uh stranger things
1: That's dude.
2: Uh, I really think so. Yeah. And um, and and I think this is probably gonna be uh, as as big of a thing as Stranger Things was.
1: It has to be. I mean, King and Abrams, man. I mean, they're both, you know, kings of the kings. So we'll see what happens there, man. I'm super excited. I'm praying nothing falls through because they do like to make announcements these days way before something even starts and put out a trailer. So uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed with that one, Mark.
2: Yeah. Well, at least at least the uh the 10 episode initial run was has already been ordered by Hulu. Yeah, so it's, it's not good. like they're it's not like they're just thinking about it. They've already ordered it. So the money is probably already there. They're probably thinking about casting and 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 uh who knows, maybe some of the, the episodes are already written. We'll see.
1: Yeah, right. That's right. It's
2: very exciting though. It is. It is. It is. And any time that they're there's a a good horror tv show coming on I'm excited about it I I'm I'm just right now getting into uh Bates Motel
1: Oh great show great yeah. show
2: and I've been enjoying that and you know anything that's uh uh I I'm not uh I'm a big Walking Dead fan I like I like horror shows with characters mm-hmm. and relationships I don't like you know I no no offense to anybody out there that likes it, but I don't like, you know, the sci-fi stuff like, you know, Z Nation and that kind of stuff, which is to me not as I hate to say the word deep, but it's not it's as uh,
1: you not know. your taste, man. Yeah,
2: it's not my taste. So uh, here's here's something the conjuring spinoff. The Nun has begun pre-production and um, it's can you guess who uh, the director is? Do you know yet?
1: Oh, well, is, uh, I was blind. very excited
2: to hear who was directing it. Give it to me. I didn't hear it. Corin Hardy, who uh directed one of the uh-huh. movies that we covered last year, The Hallow.
1: That's awesome because that movie's really good.
2: Yeah. So uh what do you guys think about this? I mean
1: I Well <laughs> I think we've
2: had a conversation before that the crooked man was the character in The Conjuring Two that I think should have gotten its own it deserved. It story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the nun was just kind of like a throw in there for well, uh, it.
1: Yeah. yeah. It so, literally was, Mark, a throw in. Yeah. Up yeah. to the time of shooting. That wasn't supposed to be there. He just drew up a creepy image and said, let's go with it and we'll find a way to put it in the story. Now, you know what this is, man. This is just I, I'm t- I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but it's just a money grab, man. Like Annabelle. I mean, Every time you get these famous monsters, well, these monsters that scare somebody in a movie, you don't have to make their own movie. They did their purpose, man. Yeah. They, you know, like, is this gonna be able to carry its own movie? I, I don't know. Maybe they'll catch me, uh, you know, off my guard here. But stuff like this bothers me, man. I just keep it for what it is. It wasn't, like you said, it
2: wasn't even the best character. It wasn't even the best villain in the movie. I, I certainly didn't think so. I mean, there. There's probably some people out there that would differ and say that they thought the nun was super freaky and scary and was the best part of the movie. But I mean,
1: not even uh, that. It's the look. uh, If it looks scary, we're gonna make a movie based off an image, and that's literally what they're doing.
2: Yeah. So we'll see. What about about you, Vin? You you uh are you pumped for the nun?
3: Uh, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan (laughs) of The Conjuring (laughs) two. Uh, you know, it was an okay movie. I thought it was all right, but I thought it was it, it was just overblown. A lot of the stuff, and I wasn't crazy about a lot of the script elements. Um, the nun character kind of being included, I just didn't. Uh, the explanation for the nun, the backstory, none of it really made sense. Um, but you know, it, it's it had a cool look to it. That's about all that, all that I can say about it. Um, so yeah, I'm not really, I'm I'm somebody, and I know that probably the majority of horror fans are in disagreement with me, but I'm not terribly interested in where the uh, conjuring universe is going.
2: Yeah. I think that that's, it's definitely something that I can see going down that franchise road and just, we getting, we're going to get conjuring four five, six. And um, to me, that would be interesting if <laughs> we're going to go down this road again. But if, if, ed and lorraine warren had any sort of realistic you know presence or character about them but they're so they're so glycerin and sweet and perfect that i'm not interested in watching that because it's it's not reminiscent of real life to me
3: i've said this before i really don't like the scripts of either the conjuring the conjuring 2 but it's james wan's kind of directing you know his his ability to create terrific set pieces and yeah, good at that. and also the actors involved um, that end up making those scripts um, something, you know, enjoyable and watchable. Uh, I think that if you took that same script and put it into even slightly lesser hands, I think that the, the shortcomings of some of these scripts would be pretty glaring. Um, if you just take out some of the, just the dialogue between the Warrens, it's pretty, pretty hokey stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yes.
2: And we apologize to all those conjuring fans that we have just offended, right, <laughs> but, yeah. but we, we just got it. We got to speak what we, yeah, what we just, feel. not for me. That's yep. All. Yep. All right. So yeah, that's, that's really all the news that I have. I mean, we could go into other things, but uh, we don't want to go on too long with the news. Those are like really the big three or four headlines that I got.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to throw this in here um, to the news. Cause it is news. Um, we just debuted our new artwork by the incredible Vincent Tang- Tangway, which is absolute. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. Look at his portfolio. You can find him on our social media on under Vincent Tangway. It's T A N G U um, A Y. We got our own character now, which we have named Horrorcast Jack, rocking out man in the in the moonlight. Um, Vincent, I personally want to thank you for how great a business. He handled it perfectly. He gave us what we wanted, guys. If you need artwork, go to him. Uh, But please, I think you're really gonna enjoy this this new image that we have. That's the face of the horror cast, Uh, horror cast Jack. I mean, I'm blown away by it, and I know you guys are pretty happy too. So we had to shout that out.
3: Yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. It is pretty phenomenal. And and if you if you go on you know our Facebook and everything and look at it, you'll see that you know it's it's like a perfect mashup of lots of different horror art icons and and uh that's what he was going for and uh that 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 right there is going to be coming to a t-shirt near you folks
1: oh yes very soon trying to get it on a little bit of everything um i got posters coming already uh so i'm going to be giving some away to some fans here uh we'll get into that but you know vincent thanks man Okay. Also, huge thanks and uh, to our par- our podcast network partner, which is the Phantom Podcast Network. Great guys. Uh, they they're really building there. Um, so we're happy. We're very happy to be there. And I do want to mention, uh, under the news, uh, there is a Stephen King's It doc. You know me. Got to talk about that. Uh, documentary coming, and they just announced that Tim Curry is on board as well as Tommy Lee Wallace. So. Man, if you guys saw the Pet Cemetery documentary, Unearthed and Untold: The Path to Pet Cemetery, which goes through the book and the movie, they are going to do the same exact thing with this. They're going to take over the book and they're going to take over the TV movie. And to have Tim Curry on board, man, that is super special. So keep on, uh, you know, keep your eyes peeled for that. I'll I'll update you when we get pre-orders or whatever.
2: Very nice. Okay, that's
1: it. That's it for the news, guys. So. Let's hop in. Uh, what have you been watching here? What have you been watching? Mark, what have you been watching?
2: Oh, my goodness. What have I not been watching? Um, <laughs> first of all, I wanted to say that last night uh, I posted, posted this on Facebook, but Turner Classic Movies um, is doing what's called March, um, menace. I think it's called, they're calling it the March menace. And they're just for the next two weeks, they're just playing all kinds of incredible older classic horror movies. Um, last night was psycho killers night. So the original psycho was on, uh, followed by peeping Tom followed by night of the hunter. um, just just great movies coming, you know, universal movies, Hammer movies, all kinds of stuff for the next couple weeks. So watch that. But last night I watched Psycho, the original for, you know, probably the 800th time. But my wife actually sat down and watched it with me. And it was the first time she had ever seen it. Uh, so it was kind of neat to sit there and watch Psycho with someone who, who had no clue. And, and should I spoil Psycho here? I mean, I don't know. Should I do it? Dude, is the, it,
1: I mean, it, it's been spoiled, it's been parodied in every single movie. So yeah, I mean,
2: she had no idea that Norman was the mother. You know, he, he she had no idea um and That's it, awesome. was, it was just kind of neat to see, you know, at the end where she was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I get
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh but she had lots of comments about um um Janet Lee's pointy bras, and uh, oh, they were great. <laughs> those <laughs> sorts torpedos. of things, but man, that movie, that movie still holds up. I can watch that movie over and over again. It's really, it's really a work of art. So, um, yeah. So the original, the original Psycho. Yeah, somebody said, uh, I said Psychos on right now, and they were like, the original or the Vince Vaughn. I'm like, I would not have bothered to mention. <laughs> <laughs> that the <laughs> Gus Van Sant, Vince Vaughn vehicle was on. So definitely the original. Uh, let's see. If you listen to the guttural reactions, you know I saw Get Out, which is a really good movie that I say that everyone should go see in the theater. Uh, I think it was kind of neat that um, Jordan Peele became the the first African-American uh, director to hit a hundred million dollar mark in, in his debut film. It's awesome. Yeah. Which is really awesome. And, and you know, it's about time. You yeah. Know, on a very
3: rare occasion, my wife and I were actually able to go to the theater and see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, it was one that I was going to bring up, but no, I, I agree with you. It's a very, very smart, entertaining film. Uh, you know, great acting, um, and peel, especially for a, a film debut. He shows a really terrific vision and confidence behind the camera, and I really hope he stays within the genre
2: yeah i I think he's gonna do multiple genres I really yeah. do i think he'll 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 do a comedy he'll do you know uh come back to horror I think that that he loves it that much that he'll do he'll do a little bit of both so Um, yeah, so can't recommend Get Out Enough. Uh, checked out this is borderline horror, but this is Monster Palooza. And I saw Kong Skull Island. Go see that thing on the biggest screen that you can find. One move, I saw it on IMAX 3D and uh, just thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's, I mean, come on, it's Kong, he's freaking 150 feet tall, he's huge. Uh, He's nailing helicopters out of the sky. He's fighting four, five, six other types of monsters. You know, the characters are good. The acting is good. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah.
1: I got to double you in there, on with with you there, Mark. Uh, We always talk about the popcorn movie. Is there a more perfect representation than Kong Skull Island?
2: No. It was just... (laughs) I mean, we we went. I went with uh, my buddy Creepy Keith, and we got free uh, advanced screening passes, and and went and saw this on IMAX 3D. I got there. I didn't realize that it was being shown to us in IMAX 3D. I was like, yes. Oh, I I and wish. then uh, they gave us Kong Skull Island T shirts, and um, wow. it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> so I got a a Kong Skull Island T shirt, which by the way, my nine year old son is wearing because. I'm sorry. I'm not an XL. I'm just not. Um, But, but I love that we got that. So definitely go like, if you like monsters, you like uh, that monster action, you'll enjoy it. You really will. Uh, Saw a movie that I've been waiting to see for quite some time called the devil's candy. And uh, I enjoyed the devil's candy. And I will go more into that once it's been out for a little while, but it, it was it was a slight letdown for me because I had heard from multiple people that this is going to be like really, really great. um, One of the best of the year. And while I do like it, it left me wanting there was something there that it didn't have that I was and I haven't really fleshed that out yet. Um, I'm just going to go through real quick. Checked out uh, Johnny Frank Garrett's last word. That was a decent movie. Prevenge is a, is a a really good movie that you'll want to check out. Checked out a, a movie called Peelers. Uh, yeah, that stinks. Rewatched Black Coat's Daughter, which uh is is now out on direct TV, and I think it should be out, um, you know, all VOD wide. I think it might be getting a a small. Um, release on the theater circuit, but I'm not sure it might not be available in every area. But that's yeah, it's definitely... another one that
3: I was able to see.
2: Yeah, what do you think? Uh,
3: I I liked it. Um, I thought it was you know beautifully shot. Uh, there was some really great kind of a camera movement that was going on there. Really solid acting. Um, although it's just the story itself, I wasn't. It didn't really draw me in. Uh, it was. Almost overly simplified for the the kind of the it's 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 hard to pin down. But yeah, it, it was like the the movie was making certain twists out to be a lot more profound than they really were. <laughs> if yeah. that makes any sense, you know. Yep. I, it, it's so. It, that's just so you know. As my wife and I were watching, we were picking up on things pretty quickly. Um, they're like, "Oh, this is that person. That's okay. Yeah, we 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 saw a lot of it coming. Um, but still, I I do. I'm not gonna give away the ending, but I did like the ending. Uh, I wasn't disappointed at all by that. But ultimately, you know, characters are bumped off, and I really didn't care. So that's, you know, <laughs> that, that that probably shows that I I really wasn't entirely engaged in the character stories that were going on.
2: Yeah. Yep. I I, I kind of agree with you 100%. I think it's a good movie. Um it might even make, you know, my top 10 of the year. We'll see, but it's not to me it's not it's not a movie that is going to appeal to the masses. Anyway, uh and then uh two more that I want to talk about, actually three more. This one is on Netflix. It's an animated um movie from I believe it's from Japan. It's called uh Gonzo. Uh, you guys ever heard of this? No, no. It's spelled G A N T Z colon O Ganto Gantso. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a Japanese animated movie, but it's all about monsters and um, and I watched I, I only watched part of it, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's subtitled and everything, but it's it's on Netflix right now. So if you like that sort of thing, uh, go check that out. We uh, will be talking about a movie here in just a second that both uh, Vin and I and Walshy have all seen that we want to recommend to you. Um, but we can't say too much. <laughs> OK, because it's not out yet and we don't want to you know, get in any trouble. But and that movie is The Void. And all I wanted to say about The Void is I thoroughly enjoyed it right now. It's sitting at the number one spot. Uh, in, of 2017 for me and it's going to take a lot for that to get knocked off I'm just saying that's all I'm saying when it comes out support it go see it buy it it's worth it what do you guys think
3: yeah I mean I think that after I watched it um, I think I texted to you guys that this is so far my favorite Hellraiser movie <laughs> you know and, that, and this that's is the perfect of, way to put yeah. it <laughs> um but it's it's got elements you can see the Hellraiser. you can see the thing in it um there's this real striking kind of lovecraft style backstory and visuals that kind of mix it all together um you know and especially the practical effects are just they're they're awesome they're they're really they're the main event in the movie um and it's a movie that just kind of keeps on escalating and you know, just when you think things can't get worse for these characters, that just keep on getting worse, uh, and it moves very quickly. So, yeah, I I highly recommend this film. I think we should also mention that this was something that we received as a screener. We didn't like steal this film. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's why we Absolutely. saw it early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, let me come in here. Um, I don't want to pull an it follows on uh, you listeners, like that happened to me. Um, <laughs> but boy, is it hard not to praise this movie uh, through and through. Uh, I mean, all three of us here absolutely love this film, and uh i'm we're I'm confident in talking for both Mark Neto and Vin there. um I think they said it all. I can uh, all I'm gonna back up it with his you know highly highly recommend it. Give this film some money. um this might turn into something like that. We might get it a wide release. Uh, keep the buzz going. Uh, but see it for yourself. You got, you guys got to see this. It, it, it's up your alley. It, if you're a horror cast listener, you know what we like. I mean, it, it's right in the pocket. So I'll leave it at that.
2: Yeah. And then uh, I've got one last movie. I Told you I've been watching a lot. But this movie is probably my number two movie of the year. And uh, this is not going to be for everyone. But it's called Brimstone. It is available right now on VOD. Uh, I think I paid six bucks for Comcast Xfinity to put that goodness on my TV. And, uh, man, this stars Dakota Fanning as a, uh, a young lady in the old West who is being stalked and chased around the old West by a evil maniacal preacher. um, played by Guy Pierce. And this is this is this is about a two and a half hour movie. It's a slow burn. This is not you know, a lot of people will say, oh, this is not even horror. If you considered Bone Tomahawk horror, then you should consider this horror. Because Bone Tomahawk is is about is about an hour and fifteen minutes of a western with about 15 minutes of horror at the end, <laughs> that's basically what it is. But this movie, and by the way, I love Bone Tomahawk. No, no offense to Bone Bone Tomahawk, love it. This kind of is the same thing. I mean, this is a great western with incredible cinematography, incredible characters, uh, an engaging story, and man, it is horrific. It is horrific.
1: It is, um, man. It really is. Did, did you watch it? <laughs> yes, I did.
2: I, I <laughs> the can, I cannot wait to own this movie on yeah, Blu-ray.
1: Yeah, dude, I double you there, man. Um, I watched the trailer months ago, and I was just like, eh. And then I talked to you on the, you know, outside of the the podcast, and you're like, you know, I'm excited for this movie. So I saw it pop up. I finally gave it a chance, man. Wow, 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 wow. What mm-hmm. a movie. Talk yeah. about a story, dude,
2: yeah, uh, and it's wow. it's it's so it's so like it's epic, you know it's epic it, it, yeah, it it's literally. it's it's broken into chapters, sort of like you would see like a, maybe a Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah broken into chapters and, and they're not not they're not necessarily in order, so you're kinda in the dark about who is this person and what's yes. this person's story, and you gotta put it together. And if you like Westerns, you'll, you'll like this, but you'll, but if you don't like Westerns, you might still like this. Yeah. Because, I would say that. Yeah. Because the, the, the story goes far beyond um just Westerns and we get into, you know, religious uh, zealotry and, yes. and just craziness, man. And uh, I cannot recommend this movie enough Again, that's it's my tastes. If you hated Bone Tomahawk, you hated, and and it's kind of a it's kind of a thing where I don't want to compare those two. Only only comparing them because they're both thriller slash horror slash westerns. Nothing right. They're they're nothing really, you know, similar. I mean, Bone Tomahawk is zero score in the movie. It's a very, you know. Very quiet movie. This thing has a sweeping score. Um, I, I just like I said, man. I, I will probably pay another six dollars to watch this very soon because I can't wait to watch it again when it comes out on on DVD or Blu-ray. I'm gonna have to pay another six bucks. So. And Vin, you need to watch this ASAP, pal.
3: Yeah, I definitely plan to. It sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, you're going to love it, dude.
2: <laughs> I think you like it. I mean, I think Dakota Fanning is a great actress. Yeah. It, I think it's, she's it's, really it's good.
1: It's a two-man show that really blows yeah. it out of the water though. I mean, you're going to love this.
2: Yep. So there you go. That that's what I've been watching. Sorry it took so long, but but you I know, know. I I took a couple that Vin, you know, had already watched, so he he doesn't have to have as, as long, right?
3: <laughs> right yeah that's about half of mine that's right i cut in. That, i cut into your once i piggybacked off of you yes
2: <laughs> yes well then go ahead man what else did you watch
3: um i'm trying to chip away and keep up as much as i can on 2017 although i'm already falling way behind uh i finally saw sadako versus kayako um which it was a it's a fun if ultimately completely forgettable film um <laughs> you know I, I had a good time watching it although the the overuse of the ghost boy like you know the screaming like a cat you know it's overused <laughs> it happened over and over again in the movie and started irritating me um yeah. but you know it was a fun ride uh but not not a high recommendation at all um i also saw uh the shudder exclusive we go on yeah uh, I, which, sorry, I left
2: that one, i left that one for you i saw that one too <laughs> yeah. i think we had briefly talked about it what'd you think
3: i i enjoyed it um, it had moments of, uh, moments of pretty good humor mixed with the horror. Um, it's pretty light on the scares, but I think that the script is actually really strong. I, I liked the characters. I liked where a lot of the story went. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very unique. Um, but I had a good time with that one.
2: Yeah, I, I'll agree, man. That was, that was not a movie that's going to scare anybody, but it's, it's, a it's a good story. It really is. It's a smart little script, and uh, I would recommend it as well. So,
3: Yeah, and the last one that I'll talk about is uh, The Love Witch, um, which I've been hearing a lot of buzz about. Uh, people seem to really like this one. Um, I, I was a lot more cold to it. Um, I like the concept uh, of the kind of trying to recapture the 60s sexploitation films, mm-hmm. um, and aesthetically I think it captures it really well uh but this was really a case where i was engrossed with the images but completely detached from the story uh for the most part it felt overly long and the scenes seemed to lack any real sense of impetus you know there there was nothing driving them forward i felt like i was really just waiting a lot of the movie um there there's a bizarre about an hour and a half into the movie uh there's like a, a bizarre kind of um aside where they they kind of go to a ren fair <laughs> and there's a musical interlude you know and it's bizarre but i was actually i got really excited because it was kind of knocking me out of my stupor to for that scene um but yeah for the most part it i for me at least it's not it's not a high recommendation
2: there you go walsh okay what have i been
1: watching i've been getting in the shutter pretty pretty heavy lately um So I'll just mention a couple that are worth uh, talking about. I did watch a movie that I remember hearing, and I finally remember who was talking about it, and it was Dave Z. So another shout-out to Dave Z. Uh, A movie called Jack Brooks' Monster Slayer, and it's on Shutter there. Uh, If I looked by the, the cover, I would have completely just never watched this movie. It looks like it's a bargain bin you know, terrible movie just by the cover, but I tell you what man, right up my alley. Absolutely had a blast with this film. Um the it's got good old Robert England in it as a teacher and uh the effects in it are insanely good, man. There's this monster <laughs> at the end that is so awesome, dude. Like I I had so much fun with this movie and I remember Dave Z being like, well, you know, it kind of blew me away. I couldn't believe how good it was. So Dave, I hear you, man. I, I had a blast watching that movie. Um, Next I watched uh, – I saw they have their uh, – oh, I forget what they title it on Shudder. It might be like The Roots of Horror. It has mm-hmm. a lot of classics, but they had The Hands of Warlock, uh, 1924. Now, this is – I've seen this years ago on YouTube, but I gave it another watch. Uh, Fantastic movie, man. I mean, come on, 1924. It's a pianist that – Loses his hands in an accident and gets a murderer's hands put on.
3: Yeah, one of my heroes, man, Conrad Veidt. Veidt, yep. And uh, you, I'm sure you love that film just as much. Oh yeah, directed by uh, Robert Vino, the who did uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, I believe. Really? Yeah.
1: That's even better because I love Doctor the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I I own that Blu-ray from Kino. Um, I'm hoping. Kino does a release of this. If they haven't already, I, th- I would know about it, I, th- I would think. But, yeah, that's a really fun movie, man. I love doing that once in a while, getting into the roots. And I- I'm glad Shudder has, a, like, a section like that. Uh, another one I watched, uh, I bought a Blu-ray on eBay. And this is by Christopher Gans. And it is a French movie, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Have you guys seen this film?
2: Years Yeah. Ago. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think um... – this is not the one you were talking about, was it, Vin? That was kind of like um, fairy tale, like Red Riding Hood.
3: No, that it, was about, the Company of Wolves.
2: Company of Wolves, okay.
3: Right. So yeah.
2: Brotherhood of the Wolf.
3: Yeah, it no, it Brotherhood of the Wolf. Came out in the, the early two thousands or something. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Is Straight it French? Up, yes, it's a
1: French movie. Yep. Okay. It's uh, you know, but dude, you won't even worry once you play this movie. The art it's unbelievable the scenes in the rain the costume design is out of this world uh there's amazing fighting there's a lot of adventure in it there it does have its horror um there's this beast the so-called beast that's that's coming around and uh there's these guys coming after it I'll, i'll just leave it at that but talk about like a masterpiece of a film man
3: Mark, if I remember please. correctly, it's almost like a little bit of a kung fu movie too, isn't it? it, it <laughs> like, yeah, it has that. Yeah, yep, it's, yep. yeah okay.
1: <laughs> it mixes a bunch of genres, um, but the way it's shot, man, it's like from beginning to end is just amazing to me. Uh, I am so glad I picked this up. Mark, if you need it, I will send it your way. Uh, just let me know. I do want you to see it. And finally, I started my fourth season of Tales from the Dark Side. I've been chugging along with that. Uh, and I've actually written many reviews for each episode so far. I'm hoping to do something with that one day. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I watched a few more things, but those are worth mentioning. So, okay, now I'm gonna get into my little collector's crypt here. Well,
2: she's
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is for stuff that I picked up recently uh i'm continuing on of course with the vestron video releases and i tell you what guys if you are collectors (laughs) get these movies they're giving arrow and scream factory a run for their money and the movie that i picked up recently was the gate everybody knows the gate i mean yeah baby the gate the gate love it love that movie I, i know this is one of your favorites mark um I don't know if you had the chance to pick this version up, but boy, you better.
2: You know because... what? Let's let's announce it right now. I was gonna I was going to do the blob for my monster movie. Oh, that's awesome. But we are going to push the blob to our summer drive in series. We're replacing it with the gate.
1: <laughs> yes, dude. Yes, so there now you, you go. gotta get the blue. You gotta yes. get the
2: blue. There you go. Perfect timing.
1: Yeah, man, nice. I pulled it out, of you. That's awesome. Yes. This is a movie we could get deep in. Um, talk about a collector's edition. They went all out. Like we could not believe that Scream Arrow. Nobody was releasing the gate. You know, it was blowing our minds as collectors. And um, when Vestron announced that they were uh, going to be continuing their series and not just doing a few films, dude, they announced this. I pre-ordered that. I think within the first 30 seconds. And I tell you what, I watched it twice already. That's how good this release is. It comes with tons of special features teasers, I mean, a bunch of interviews. Uh, they got the director on board, a bunch of actors on board. They got an isolated score. I mean, Mark, this is the epitome of a collector's edition for you, dude. So, yeah,
2: I'm definitely going to pick it up. And, and I know can we are. Can we real quick just uh, shout out JP from the 22 Shots Movement Horror? He's doing a uh, a cast um called the Vestron video cast, I think, is just all it's called. And he's um covering these Vestron video releases as they happen. Yep. So uh it's not like a regular podcast, it's whenever Vestron releases something. So uh right now I think he's got um you know, chopping mall, blood diner, you know, all those things. But um Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Good yeah, stuff. dude. And JP,
1: uh, I've never personally, you know, once in a while I talk to him maybe on social media, but the dude knows his horror. He really knows his stuff, man. He's very knowledgeable. So when he announced that series, I was super pumped because being a collector as he is, you know, I, I, I just thought that was dope. He's really good at it. So shout out to you, JP. That's that's awesome. Okay, my next pickup, of course, Scream Factory, and it is Stephen King's Firestarter. Um, this is a fantastic release. Uh, beautiful artwork, once again. Sometimes it's hit or miss with the Scream Factory, but I picked it up, but guess what? I have not watched it yet, so I can't talk about the picture uh, quality and sound quality, but that'll be very soon, believe me.
2: C- can I confess to you that I've never seen Firestarter?
3: Wow,
1: dude, you got to see Firestarter.
2: you got to see it. I
3: did. I used to play that movie on television like nonstop when I was growing up. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't like know it, where it, I've been for the last thirty yeah. years, but yeah, it, it's dude.
1: It, it's a really really fun movie, man. Firestar is a great movie. Uh, Dino De Laurentiis. Um, okay, next for what I picked up is these came out of nowhere for me. I saw it about. I think they came out in 2015. Their volume one, and it's by Garage House <laughs> Garage House Pictures, and they are doing these trailer compilations. Now, that might be something you guys roll your eyes to, but their third release called 80s Trailer Trauma Volume 3 Horror-Thon, all 80s movies, right? All trailers. Now, get this. It has 250 trailers and 7.5 hours. Wow. And I, dude, like, literally, you want to go back to the VHS store when you used to pop in your VHS and play the trailers? This is it. <laughs> You're gonna see stuff when you used to rent them back in VHS. Be like, wow, I remember seeing that trailer. So they did a uh, volume one, which is a very short one. I think it was two and a half hours. Their volume two, I just pre-ordered, was their drive-in uh, trailer driver. Uh, trailer driverama it was called, and it's all about the drive-in trailers. So that is coming, but I didn't pick that up yet. Okay, that's really it worth mentioning for collector stuff as of right now. But we got some announce- announcements that are pretty substantial here. And we got Arrow coming in with releasing Madhouse in both the UK, Canada, and the United States. So even Canada is getting some love from Madhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic artwork. This is a cool movie, man. That's that's going to be a great collector's edition. <clears throat> Next, even bigger release. Uh, even <laughs> The artwork on this, the package. Arrow knows how to package stuff. That's all I gotta say. And that is the bird with the crystal plumage. I mean, Dario Argento. Uh what else needs to be said? And that's of course coming out in the UK, the US, and once again Canada. So that's really cool. They're giving Canadians a shot there. Uh you guys could pre order them actually right now.
2: And what do we have upcoming? That's actually worth what we I heard I saw somewhere, I don't think it's an American release, but um it was like a huge Susperia uh release. Like yeah this, uh, like a big German. leather bound book that's, or something.
1: Yeah, that's German. Um Susperia got a really great release from uh Oh, you're killing me? Let me see. It's not synapse, is it? Synapse, synapse, that's it. Synapse. Um but that version you're talking about, Mark, is like that's like the the King of Kings dude. It's unbelievable the and they redid that in a four k transfer, so
0: yeah if it you're co- comes look for in the like, best.
2: comes in like this like really nice leather red leather bound book type thing, and I was like, good man i like to like to order that but and and then did you talk before about um arrow doing uh house, the collection? House
1: I we mentioned that a wow long time ago when is that
2: when is that coming out
1: House is already the production pictures are already up and they're going on people's doors as we speak so if you order from Amazon there's a little trouble all the time it takes a little bit longer which I do um House I don't know the exact release date but it's coming any day and what they did was for the American release they got house and it's called the two stories and that's the first film and it's direct sequel. And then the UK version, which is the one I pre-ordered, which is really cool that they have every single house film. Uh, I think four films. Yeah. Four films. And the first two are the American releases. So they will play in your blu-ray player. And if you have a region free player, you could play house three and house four. So why not for like $14 more get the UK package and you could still watch them on your American uh, the parts one and two on your American. I, I, I want listeners to know that that is true, that the first house movie and the second house movie in this package in the UK version does play on American uh, DVD and Blu-ray players, just cool. so you know. Yeah, that, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, One more I'm going to really talk about here for one second is shout out to Horror Gal Susan. It's actually two films. And this is by Cinespectra. And this is a German company that got the rights to Elvira Mistress of the Dark. And what they're doing is a absolutely like amazing release of Elvira and it's very limited. They're doing a thousand runs of each different artwork. There's three different artworks. Um I got the one which was a hand drawn artwork, very classic VHS style. Or you can get the classic, you know, Elvira on the over the fire pit. With two different backgrounds, uh, Cinispectral is releasing them right now for pre-order. I know they're almost out, so if you guys want to get your pre-orders in for Elvira: Mistress of the Dark, and it's not just a bare bones release, it's a 4K transfer, so it's gonna look beautiful. Uh, the audio is compressed, it's gonna sound really good, and of course, there's about, I think, three and a half hours of special features, so it's it's the ultimate Elvira package. So well, I of course. Go ahead. I
2: can I can tell you right now, I guarantee you, girl has pre-ordered that.
1: I hope so. I hope she knows about it because it's not getting a lot of uh it's not getting a lot of exposure because it's a German company releasing it for America, but I know uh I know a lot of the news outlets put it out for a day that it, it was coming. And this, believe it or not, Mark now this is the last movie I'm going to talk about, same company. <laughs> I don't know if you watched it yet. They are releasing Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs>
2: Hell comes to Frogtown. Have even I, heard of it?
1: Yes, you did. I talked about this on one episode and you're like, "What is that?"
2: <laughs> well, I I probably put it out of my mind because <laughs> Well, don't, I, well yeah. don't.
1: Do not. Because dude, you will have a blast when Hell comes to Frogtown. It's Roddy Mac, uh you know, Roddy Roddy Piper <laughs> and uh he has a chastity belt <laughs> on.
2: Oh my gosh. And he's yeah, in the the desert I <laughs> and remember you frog talking people. about Yeah, I remember you talking about this.
1: Oh, I could watch that movie every day of my life, man. So they're releasing it full blown, same thing, very limited. So alright, that's hey, it. I could keep hey, going for collectors. So. I
2: got a I got a question. This is not something we normally cover, but do you ever record or record? Do you ever collect uh vinyl?
1: Yeah, I I just started last year.
2: Uh did you see What's on sale right now at the Waxwork Records? The thing. No, nah, well that might be too, but uh Yeah, it
1: just released, it sold out. I got one though.
2: But here's uh Werner Herzog's Nosferatu the Nosferatu. Vampire. Yep. Original mo- motion picture music. Features the complete score um 1180 gram, which is a nice thick record. Castle wall marble is what what the uh the the record looks like a gray marble like a castle. Deluxe packaging, old-style gatefold, gatefold jackets, printed inserts, and a really sweet uh, artwork on artwork the front. Artwork is
1: fantastic.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm, and I just want to mention that you know, for collectors. I, I've never gotten into collecting horror vinyl. I do collect vinyl, but uh, with this, man, I might have to get into that.
1: Oh, uh, Mark, dude, I'm just going to warn you. There goes your wallet. Um, because waxwork. Dude, they're not it's not only that. Um they're very limited when they sell these. Uh like I got into it a year ago. I I from Waxworks like the top of the heap. They're the Scream Factory. Um I got their Trick or Treat. I I already pre-ordered their new the thing which sold out in an insane like 3 minutes with the the limited edition. They got a Mad Monster Party. Like you said Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. they did oh Halloween gosh. 3 season of the um... witch which is way sold out.
2: I'm looking at one now, Salem's Lot.
1: That's oh, a, that's man. one I was just going to mention. I got awesome. it.
2: Yeah, Vin, dude. do you collect vinyl? No, I don't. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like it. But well, if I think
2: you should. I think you yeah. should.
1: Uh, if you were... <laughs> I was just keeping it to movies. I collect a lot of different things in the horror genre and the vinyl. There's nothing like playing vinyl on throughout the house, man, of some great scores. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's out there, man. Shout out to Waxworks Records. So that's it for the collector's corner.
2: Very good, very good. Well, why don't I I get into a couple uh, new releases, and then we'll get into the movies. I mean, theatrical releases, not not a ton out right now. I mean, I know that um, uh, we can include Kong Skull Island is still out. There's a movie, which is supposed to be some sort of like a ghost movie starring Kristen Stewart called Personal Shopper. I have not seen this, but I... um, I've heard good things, but I'm not a huge Kristen Stewart fan. So, uh, you know, twilight ruined that for me. You know, I just can't, I can't look at her without thinking, uh, Bella from twilight. Right. Um, raw is out. Um, I'm not sure if it's wide or if it's limited. Uh, saw a couple of friends that have seen it, I, I had, um, advanced screening tickets to go see it and, uh, could not go, but, I've heard this This is one of those movies that is getting pumped up so much that uh, I feel like it's going to let me down. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, Belko Experiment uh, just came out this past Friday. And then coming up on uh, this Friday, the 24th, this is like a horror sci-fi. It's called Life. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I this can't is,
1: wait to see this.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, Jake I'm gonna,
1: Gyllenhaal, right?
2: Yes, uh, yes. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yep. Um, And it's basically they find life on Mars or someplace. And they are putting it on the ship to take it back home. And let's just say things don't go well. So it looks good. The, the first The first trailer that came out for this, I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. But it was pretty tame. I saw the second trailer. Oh and man, it looks good. It really does. Okay,
1: I saw the Super Bowl trailer. I'm I guessing that was the first. That, and I, yeah, that's that was. Still
2: in- yeah, that was the first trailer, and it really didn't show a whole lot. But, but it
1: intrigued me. So yes,
2: I'm the in. second trailer will show a little bit more and and, and kind of make me think. Okay, this is this is a little more horror than what the first awesome. trailer showed. So, yep. So that that's basically it. And then, uh, VOD releases a couple of movies that I was, uh, looking for forward to one is called dig Two graves. Have you heard about that?
1: I have not. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the poster art is intriguing. Um, so I'm interested in seeing that there's one called the chamber, one called child eater, which looks really weird. That is, um, I know Perry Nemiroff is one of the uh host of um Collider Nightmares. Uh she was one of the producers on that. Uh so Child Eater. And I guess this guy on the cover here eats children. I'm not sure. But Oh and then yeah. And then uh Hellraiser Judgment coming out on VOD on the twenty eighth. Anybody looking forward to that? Or do you not care?
1: Uh I will actually not watch that
2: you won't Uh, watch it
1: no because what they did with that last one uh they had to make one to keep the rights uh they threw it together within like 22 days and that's what they did again with this one so i'm not supporting that if you're not gonna put like work into your art and just not just do it for the money that really ticks me off
2: so that's what they did with this one this is not the now the last one yeah the last one but you think they did that with this one too just to keep the rights
1: yeah, they had to. They have to do something every two to three years uh, for rights to retain them. And it's the same story. I'll never forget reading that. I'm bloody disgusting. They're doing it again. So, mm. go, yeah, hey, if you just want to watch it, absolutely, yeah. man. But, I'm intrigued. You know, but yeah,
2: Heather Langenkamp is in it, so we'll, we'll see. I, I get where you're coming from, but I think you're going to give in. I think you're going to.
1: I, yeah, I might, I might.
2: <laughs> and that's then cool. the 31st, uh, there's a horror movie coming out that I have really been wanting to watch. And it's called Here Alone. So that, that's the, the VOD releases coming up this month. And that's about it. So while she take it away, man, let's get into these movies. A, a boy's best friend is his feature review. Okay, let's
1: get into our newer of the two movies, and these are Vin's Picks, and it is The Host from 2006. It holds a 7.0 star out of 10 rating, with about 72,500 reviews. It is rated R. Runtime is roughly two hours. It is categorized as a comedy, drama, horror, and it released in the United States on March 30th, 2007. How about a synopsis? Anybody want to take away the synopsis?
3: Yeah, a really quick one here. Uh, A monster emerges from Seoul's Han River and focuses his attention on attacking people. One victim's loving family does what it can to rescue her from its clutches.
1: Very good, man. Okay, now, this is the part where I am just going to apologize as much as I can. This is a Korean film, and I am going to try and say these names. Now, I am from northeastern Pennsylvania, so I'm not doing this to be funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, be ready. But I, here we go. The director, Jun Ho Bang. How would I do there? Am I doing good so far? Yeah, I you're good. I think so. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The writers, same, Jun Ho Bong as the screenplay and as Jun Ho Bong. Okay. We got starring... Kang Ho Sung as Park Gang Do. Now, I'm reading these just like as the syllables. I'm so sorry. We got Hee Bang Byun as Park Bang. We got Hee Il Park as Park Nam Il. Guys, do I have to keep doing this? No, you're good. You're doing fine. You're
2: doing fine. We got
1: (laughs) Duna Bay as Park Nam Ju, And we got A Sung Ko as Park Hein So. And now... I'm so sorry, once again, that you guys are probably laughing at me, but that's not intentional.
2: No, you're doing fine. You're doing fine.
1: I'm going to leave it at that. So let's get into first impressions here. Vin, actually tell us why you picked this and then give us your first impressions.
3: All right. Well, I mean, the two movies that I picked today, um, a lot of it had to do with what first came to my mind when I think of monsters. And I knew that we were going to be in this series talking about a lot of Humanoid monsters, and especially ones that are ultimately at least partly sympathetic. Um, and we've already done it, especially with the, uh, the universal horror films. Um, you know, we've done Frankenstein, we're going to be doing Wolfman. Um, so I wanted to kind of go the other way and do big creatures that show kind of a recognizable intelligence, but that lack any discernible humanity. Um, so I wanted just kind of raw, big monsters out there, you know, eating people. Um and when it comes to this film uh the host I I had heard about it when it first came out uh and I think I got it as a DVD from Netflix you know years ago um and unfortunately that DVD was dubbed uh and Aww. you know it it's it's actually the last dubbed horror dubbed film that I've watched since recently watching the dubbed version of Cold Prey that's on Shudder um which don't do that um we find the subtitled version because the voice acting <laughs> <Yes>. is atrocious <laughs> agree um, and just like in that situation uh the host i couldn't get past the voice acting it's you know bad voice acting it it just it it sours all the performances that you're watching you can't tell if the acting is good
2: and um, and it's a very racist uh voice dubbing too
3: uh I, thought it? So. I don't
2: I don't I thought so. yes. L- yeah. a little bit over the top I I mean just come on now <laughs> yeah come on
3: so, did you guys watch the dub version of this or no, I had you? I I, I
2: watched I watched both
3: okay yeah no, I I don't I, remember I, I details about the dub version but I just remember absolutely hating it it totally ruined my experience um but there was enough there where I'm like okay I'm going to have to return to this movie at some point and see it subtitled and really give it a fair shake Um, so I finally was able to do that and uh, it it was also one of my earliest exposures to South Korean cinema, um, that and the kind of a tale of two sisters, but this one, especially, it really was a great example of Korean cinema's way of blending humor with extreme sadness. You know, these films, they, they seem to bounce seemingly effortlessly between various tones, you know, that american films usually just can't handle you know especially horror films they try to they try to stick with one tone the entire time um but south korean films they they go through the entire spectrum of human emotion and so they're not afraid to be make you laugh one minute and then a minute later just like you know they're not afraid to kill their darlings um so you you never in a south korean film you never know who's safe um they just don't follow the rules of american cinema that way uh and, yeah, I mean, returning to this film, I was really impressed with it. So when it came down to picking, you know, a, a film for Monster Palooza, one of the newer ones, I thought this was one that really, really deserved um, deserved our attention.
1: You know, I, I'm going to come in here. Uh, I love how you, you kind of thought outside of the box and I love your explanation of why you picked this movie and, and your other movie. Um really good insight and reason why to do it. And the first time, this is my first impressions. The first time I saw this, I'm sure you guys remember the hype about it. Um, it was getting a lot, a lot, a lot of press, uh, a lot of love from many, many people. And I'm like, really? A, you know, a Korean film. Now I've never even seen the tale of two sisters. Um, so this was my introduction to Korean film. And I got the DVD and dude, I, I, couldn't believe how much emotion this movie pulled out of me and I'm not talking all oh, sad crying I'm talking going from being really upset about something like you know bothering me because something was sad and then like then like you said the next 10 seconds dying laughing like out loud and what's blew me away the first time watching this was I have a disconnect because the way, you know, the way they're, they live life completely different than us. They speak different, their actions, their motions, their emotions are so different. But to be able to do that to me as an American viewer is, it gained so many bonus points because I love this film. And that's my first impressions. So, Mark, what are yours?
2: All righty then. Well... Here we go. See, I can see we're gonna have a little <laughs> You're not bit gonna, of a disagreement maybe. here.
1: Okay.
2: But my my first impressions were I've owned this movie for like five years. Uh a nice special edition and everything. And um because I've heard so many glowing praises about it, and I have been meaning to watch it for a long time. And this this thing is probably on just about every top ten list of like you know modern horror mo- monster movies and stuff. Just look it up on Google, you'll see. And I was a little disappointed. Uh, Let me that add. was my first impressions. Uh, I, and we'll we'll go through and we'll talk about um, you know why I was disappointed when we get to you know, likes and dislikes, but I think it was just like expecting something and it just kind of not delivering at the level that I thought it was going to. Now you, I, you let I, the
3: hype get to you.
2: No, well, it's <laughs> you, hard you not to it
3: once on this show.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's hard not to, you know, when, when it comes on, on so many top 10 lists and, you know, I mean, the, the, the cover of the, the DVD, has a, a quote from a, a critic here in the United States on par with Jaws. So I'm like, well, no,
1: nothing's okay. on par with Jaws. Okay. Well, like, exactly, but that's the kind of that's the
2: kind of stuff that okay. they're they're throwing out there. Jaws is one of my f- absolute favorite, you know, creature feature monster movies. I mean that, and that is that is a phenomenal movie, and when you say that the host is on par with Jaws, then that just gives you, you know, an expectation. So let's just say this. I didn't hate this movie. There are, there are definitely some likes that I have, but, um, overall, I just got to tell you, I was, I was, you know, first impressions. I was a little, little let down.
1: Okay. Hey, Hey, that's fair, man. I I can't wait to see why. Um, then give me some of your likes of the host.
3: Um, well I guess let's just start off right now with the monster um yeah, this is monster Palooza, right That's uh right. i I thought it it was a cool creature design um at this point the c g at times does look dated uh but for the most part you know I love the way it moves um we see it swinging underneath the bridge by its tail you know the way it's kind of flipping around there um and Again, some of the CGI is dated, but there's also some parts where it's still very impressive and well-integrated. Um, and this is a film where, you know, we're not going to get too spoilery, so I'm going to try and, you know, just give a couple beats to the film, but not necessarily plot, uh, you know, give away any plot elements. But this monster shows up within, like, 12 or 13 minutes. Yeah, you right at the bat. You, you really don't have to wait. And I yeah. it's a great introduction when you actually see it. Because it's not like this, they don't do like this kind of like epic, like they would do with like Godzilla, where it's slowly like in slow motion coming out of the water and, and like that. It's more like, you know, the, the, the filmmaker kind of makes you feel like you're just hanging out on the riverbank you know, of the Han River yeah, and like you turn around and face. all of a sudden, holy crap, it's coming at me, yep. you know? Um, so it was kind of cool. It, it it was, I love that the, the kind of tracking shots and seeing the, seeing the monster run around and kind of fall over, you know, and it tail whips one dude like wicked high into the air. It's just, <laughs> it was just a really fun creature introduction. This, this, the mayhem that it ends up creating, uh, again, before the first 15 minutes are up in the film and just kind of goes on for a couple of minutes and really gives us some, some really cool action sequences.
1: Yeah, that lit me up too. That uh, introduction to the monster—the first time I seen this movie, as, even rewatching it.
3: Yeah, um, and there's that shot of—sorry, the the the, no, no. the daughter character where she's standing up and you can see the monster coming at her, and it's not really in focus. I love that. You see, it's it it still holds up. That's a really terrific shot, I thought.
1: Well, it it just goes to the cinematography and directing. uh, It's a perfect pair in this movie. You said it again, man. It's, it's kind of like the camera is a person and it's your eyes. Uh, It's not filmed as if it's a movie in some scenes, especially when the monster comes, it's a very personal feeling. Like you are right there with them, which is why I, that introduction scene is incredible to me. Um, It feels, it feels very real. Uh, I'll get into the CG and everything at another part, but it's still, as a monster movie, like, I love the design as well. I think it's very smart, the design. Uh, it's it's kind of like a half-water, half-land monster, and its um, its anatomy goes with half-and-half, half-water, half-land. They really thought about it with the design. Uh, it's a very unique take on the monster. Uh, so I absolutely love the monster as well. Um, another thing that was really cool to me was getting into how deep some of the emotions were, like, showing how disgusting... Uh, and careless uh humankind is especially Americans to other countries uh mm-hmm. and I don't wanna give that really away, but I just wanna make sure I say that because it, it's nasty how how we could treat other countries uh and and just not not bad an eye at doing something that has some serious serious repercussions so well, i I, mean, have...
3: I I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about the opening scene,
1: okay, then let's do you it. Know?
3: Yeah. So tell them okay. what happens. So in in the opening scene, we see what we assume is basically like an American military coroner or something. Yeah. And he's pressuring his Korean assistant to dump uh, formaldehyde and all these chemical bottles down the sink because the bottles are dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh. And you know, at first the, the the Korean assistant is like, he's like, this this stuff is going to end up end up in the Han River. You know, uh, wouldn't that be dangerous? And the American is basically saying, you know, there's other people that would gladly do your job, you know, if if you don't follow what you're doing. Exactly. Um, and this is actually based on a real incident that happened uh, in uh, on February 9th and 2000. The 8th U.S. Army ordered 20 backs, boxes of formaldehyde uh, dumped into the Han River. Um, wow. So South Korean environmentalists groups protested that it would be harmful to the, you know, the aquatic yeah. animals were there. Um, even though the U.S. military kind of insisted that it had been diluted with water um of but of course <laughs> you know but yeah it's you know it's definitely a film that is critical of america and we should say that you know if we look at the history of our two countries um you know the korean war was fought in the early 1950s you know we we basically have a ceasefire with north korea we've never stopped officially being at war with them right it was you know? a police I mean, action. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, we didn't declare war because Congress didn't declare war. But still, we're basically still kind of at war. We just haven't been shooting at each other. That's right. Um, but we have many, many Amer- American troops in Korea every year. You know, we do the military exercises with them. And, of course, that makes North Korea go, you know, shooting missiles into the Sea of Japan. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Freaking everybody yeah, right. out, you know, Um, just recently happened. But. You know, we, our countries have had a very close ties. And for the most part, you know, it, I don't want to see again. This isn't an entirely anti-American film because Koreans tend to like us. No, yeah, that's I, I, right.
1: I'm glad you said yeah, that. That's I, I true. did.
3: I did a little bit of research. Right, The Pew Research Center um, said that South Koreans have one of the most favorable views in the world towards the United States um, and, and of Americans. Um, it's ranked within the top four among the countries in the world and uh, a korean gallup poll um says that south korea views the u.s as the most favorable country in the world um so so you know koreans for the most part do like america and they like americans but at the same time we have military bases there sometimes we're very insensitive and careless with what we do um especially as far as their environment goes um and sometimes our actions uh really do affect them negatively you know economically culturally um so we kind of seem to have a a a little bit of a love hate relationship with that and i think this movie reflects that because we have this kind of very critical uh opening to the film which again is based on a a real event um but at the same time when that that scene where that creature when he shows up on the han riverbank we see an american soldier who's kind of there you know, he must be on leave or something like that, you know, hang out by the river, but they purposely kind of spotlight him and how proactive he is at trying to save people. So I think that that was kind of their way of saying, yeah, sometimes we don't agree with what the American government is doing, but we are very thankful for American military help and the Americans. And we, we do recognize that they have the best intentions, even if they kind of screw things up sometimes. Um, So I I think the movie, yeah, it's, it has an anti-American feel, but um, at the same time, it does try to try to be a little bit balanced. And, but at the same time, you know, I don't think that Jaws is a good movie to compare this to. I think that Godzilla is. Mm-hmm. You know, Godzilla came out in 1954. That was nine years after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, and clearly, you know that that you know, Gojiro, the the original movie, was meant to depict American, you know, nuclear weapons being used on Japan, the only country in the world that's ever had nuclear weapons used against it. Uh, so, you know, when we yeah. see this, you know, we, we tend to see the, you know, this funny, yeah, you know, a guy in a costume or a hand puppet, you know, smashing things or bending steel, but they saw in 1954 that this was American destruction. You know, it was the firebombing of Tokyo. It was the nuclear weapons. Um, so they created Godzilla, this creature that represented kind of American American yeah. violence. It's and a literal here, representation. Right. So now this river monster that comes out of the Han, it's a creation of American hubris, you know, of our kind of arrogance and also the the South Korean government's sort of inability to stand up to us, you know, that we, we kind of see that kind of going throughout the film. Um, and they're showing footage of Iraq at the time and stuff like that when they're talking about America. Uh, but, you know, they're very critical of the Korean government to not not stand up for its own people. Um, and th- there's some really interesting things going on in this film you know what the second scene that we see is a guy jumping off the bridge uh committing suicide and at that point right. they were just getting over a very bad financial crisis you know an economic crisis and a lot of businessmen were actually committing suicide jumping over the bridge so once again you know we go from having this kind of american uh, kind of abuse or hubris that maybe gives birth to the monster and it seems to be being fed by Koreans literally throwing their lives away um because they're economy is in turmoil you know we assume that this guy's got eaten you know he's feeding this thing um so it's just interesting you know it's it kind of follows that tradition of godzilla by creating a monster out of you know things that the u.s is kind of screwing up in the rest of the world you know and And, and, sorry i know that was very long-winded but
1: no that's exactly if I was going to write it in Vin's eyes, that's what I would have wrote, Vin. But I took it down to carelessness <laughs> and how disgusting we could treat other countries. And I, I think that's you said it while getting into the history of it. But that's literally what it is. So it needs to be said. I'm glad you dug that up. Um, And, and another like about it. That, uh, Mark, I hope you're still awake, buddy. But another like about it.
3: Is, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Is, hope everybody's still awake. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no, we're going to be talking about this, the likes, man, because we're talking about all these deep things right there, right? And then literally, I I don't know if you guys were, I was like dying laughing in some of these scenes. And I just find that absolutely amazing. Because the translation's not there, and it still made me laugh as if I was watching something in my own language. That's a whole other aspect. But it did it to me, which I find incredible. Uh, There are some truly funny scenes in this movie to me. Mm. And it's it's almost at the wrong time. That's why it works. It's, it's happening.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's always
1: yeah. at the worst time. And I can see why people can watch it and be like, "Why did they do well, that?" It was that so deep.
3: Everybody in this film is basically bad at what they do. <laughs> it's so you know, true. Our, our main characters are a cast of misfits. Yep. You know, we have this kind of grandfather character who's kind of uneducated, but he cares about his kids. We have this lazy simpleton father. Yep. who the only thing he seems to ever be able to focus on for more than two seconds is his daughter. Otter, you yeah. know, um, we got the aunt who's this Olympic level archer who never lets go over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then we got a drunk uncle who seems like he's the only one that's gone to college, but you know, and he, we seem to get the impression that the guy's probably genius, but he has not yet reached his potential at all. Yeah. He's like, um, not trying yeah, so I mean, we we have this weird cast of mystic characters, but even the people that they're going up against, you know, when whether it's the government or because this ends up also becoming uh, an infection narrative that's kind of going on. Um, but you know, the government is completely incompetent. You know, they any authority figures, they they get help from these kind of underground criminals at one point who are also completely incompetent. So we're they're constantly running into people who just suck at their job. Um, everybody in this, the only, the only one that actually seems competent in anything is the young girl. Uh, so it's, I think that that's one of the endearing qualities about this is just seeing people fumble their way through life. And it's a miracle if they don't kill themselves half the time.
1: Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Um, there's one scene in it that I really, really was, was belly laughing at. And that's at there, there's a certain part in the movie where, um, there's a, there's deaths that are going on. Of course, it is a giant monster movie, and they're at this memorial. There's there's a couple people. Uh, I'm being very vague, but there's a couple people at this memorial, and, and the scene starts, and it's incredibly sad for the first 30 seconds, and um, the next 30 seconds is almost Three Stooges like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and I love that. I I loved it because it was filmed. So smartly that it worked. I got both sad and belly laughing, like the mix of emotions within one minute was. I I I don't think I've had that happen with a film, so yeah. I, I give uh, props for that. Uh,
2: that's one of my dislikes. Uh, oh, I, just, I I love it. I, I thought that it was just. I mean, let me just say this. i want to give you some of my likes before I get into dislikes. <laughs> I think the film was ambitious. I mean, it, it 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 wants to be like more than just a monster movie. You know what I'm saying? It, it wants to uh, to be a social commentary, and it wants to you know Mark, to have what
1: it, it, you're you're acting like you're giving it like a participation rhythm now.
2: No, <laughs> no, no. It wants Everyone gets a trophy. You get a trophy, and you get a trophy. I just playing. no. I just no, so it's ambitious and i I like that uh I, I enjoyed some of the cast, some not all I really enjoyed the acting of the uh the little girl yeah she was who's, great who, who's taken and i i feel that they should have featured her more but um and I think the the movie is shot well it's got some really striking cinematography and some great uh camera work um and I like the design of the monster I think that that is a you know I, I w- even watched uh, on my DVD there's a, a making of the monster and and it takes a while to listen cuz it's it's all subtitled but uh, they talked about how the director and the and the, the designer really worked together and went through lots and lots and lots of different designs but it's kind of like a mix of of a fish and a reptile and amphibian you know sort of thing and it and it is it actually is a pretty cool design. It's pretty unique. Although a lot of people will say this looks like the monster and the relic. I haven't, oh, seen, yeah, the relic. I I haven't seen the monster definitely. and the relic in about 25 years. So I, I forget what it looks like, but um, yeah. So those, those are some things that it has going for it. Um, I, I'm not going to get in my dislikes cause we're not there yet, but I just wanted, you know, I wanted to pipe in and say, I, I don't think this movie is, is worthless or bad don't get me you know wrong there i think when we get to ratings you'll you'll understand but i think a lot of what my problems are could be things getting lost in translation um where things might be funny in the korean culture I, i didn't get i didn't get any laughs out of you know um I, I just, we'll talk about it when I get the dislikes, but that's, I just wanted to put my two cents in there that, that I do think it's a, it's a, um, not, not a, a horrible movie. So I don't want you to guys, guys to think that I'm just sitting here rolling my eyes at all of your likes.
1: No, oh, I got you, man. Because the, my main like you hit is the, like the cinematography. You said it's striking and it really is. There's some uh, phenomenal shots. There's some and, really, and, really good camera work in this.
2: And how about Scott Wilson being there at the beginning?
1: I know, dude, right? We didn't even mention that. Mm. I
2: was like, oh, man, I know him. That's uh, <laughs> Walking that's, Dead. Uh, Glenn. Uh, Glenn. No, it's no, Walking no, Dead. Right, it's it's right. Herschel, Herschel but, yeah. <laughs> but he's also from uh, Leslie Vernon. He's... um.
1: Yep.
2: Oh, man. I wish I could remember his name. But, you know, he's the he's Leslie's mentor. So... Uh, I was like, man, what is he doing in a South Korean <laughs> horror movie? But
1: yeah, yeah, I almost feel like that was filmed after the movie because Magnolia bought it. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but they like the first 30 seconds, boom, you get an American speaking. Uh, maybe to pull you in for a second instead of just j- jarring you uh, yeah, with uh-huh. straight Korean. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they did, but I don't know. Kind of feels like that. Yep. Yeah. But, you don't but see them I, I, Mark,
2: I will say this: that was a crap ton of formaldehyde.
1: Yes, I don't know yeah. what that was shot. They with that.
2: that shot of the bottles, I was like, "Holy crap!"
1: Yeah, yeah. is this, is this like a football?
2: Is this a football field of empty formaldehyde <laughs> bottles? Seem that way. What is going <laughs> it definitely on? Definitely did. But,
1: uh, yeah. another like uh I liked, the, like you said again, uh Mark ended. I think the little girl in it; she's she's fantastic and. Uh, she has some cool survival instincts and some good writing and she, she's a good little actress, man. She did a phenomenal job. She was definitely my favorite and she, she could have been in it more, but story wise it wasn't really done much. Um, but I loved her survival aspects, especially near the end. Um, another thing I liked was the stealth sequence, uh, with that same little, you know, the little girl that's, uh, trying to be saved, uh, the monster is is basically napping and she's gotta do try something to get you know to survive and there's yeah. this cool great stealth sequence and it's shot phenomenal and that's mm-hmm. where like the cgi i think is at its best for the monster um yeah
3: that really well, holds up that so yeah. yeah
1: yeah even while i think that's probably the best shot uh it, just the way it's done with the way the monster's laying it can't just turn around it you know it's a big monster man and what it has to do to to get at of to get back at the girl and try and attack her it was just shot really well it seemed very well, realistic
2: well are we are we sure that was cgi because yeah, they I no, so. because they did they did build this thing
1: i know there were shots where you could actually tell it's real where the like actual yeah they they had a
2: yeah they had a they had a a puppet you know a, a large um a puppet thing i don't know if it was it might've been something that in that scene, they might've used it and then overlaid it with a little bit of CGI, but anytime, even anytime the monsters like running or moving, of course, that's, that's just a complete CGI monster. But I think there were some close-up shots and things, um, especially of the, of the mouth and all that, that, yeah,
1: right, right, right. That
2: was all, you know, practical, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I think that, I, I think that, a lot of the shots in that sequence were the actual um, prop, but once it gets up, it, c- it clearly isn't, but it's a very good CGI still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin, anything else you want to mention for your likes?
3: Um, I, I did like the score. Me too, man. Uh, it kind of had that uh, classical score, but I think there's a couple of Spanish horns maybe or something that were... Yeah, different, that would arise right? in it yeah it was it was cool it was a very very good score i thought it really helped to uh accentuate a lot of the scenes um and i like a lot of the the satire you know we already talked about some of it but you know, at yeah at one point at one point the government is using agent yellow <laughs> um, <you laughs> i know? was gonna
1: say that that's yeah, great
3: which is obviously a reference to agent orange agent but orange. still i mean i'm pretty sure you chose the color yellow for a reason uh that's right but again, you know, there, there's some really, really kind of clever things in that. And also just even the title, you know, you, you think, what what exactly does the host refer to? You know, right, is right, it right? right. Yeah, because the monster is kind of said to be a host of a virus, but the Han River is host to the monster. And also Korea is host to the U.S. military. So it, it's hard to tell exactly what what it is that they're referring to, I think, uh, right, play on with that. Yeah, with, with that, uh that title. Um, yeah, man yeah but I mean that's I think we've talked about most of most of my likes without spoiling things
1: right i i with that agent yellow um the the reason this monster comes is because the chemicals right and then to kill try and get rid of this monster <laughs> they use yeah. chemicals you know it's yeah. just it's there's some really crazy stuff um yeah we kind of hit it all I don't want to spoil it because I really do want people, if you haven't seen it,, uh, give it a watch, man. don't don't not watch it because it's a Korean movie. Uh, the acting will pull you in, I think. Uh, if if you take if you take what I like uh, and you know my my tastes, uh, I would definitely recommend. So uh, I'll leave it at that too, for likes. So Mark. Dislikes. <laughs> Let's
2: go. Now I'm I'm rubbing <laughs> my hands I'm happy. rubbing my hands together. I, was, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I got no. some dislikes too, man. No, I mean to to each their own, you know, not not every movie is gonna uh gel with every person. And like I said, there might have been some, you know, high expectations coming into this. And I I think that first of all, the movie starts off really well we get the monster really quickly which Vin already said i agree with that that was that was good um but then it kind of lulls in the middle i think um the beginning and the end are are the best parts and then it it definitely does yeah there was just a little too much going on and a little bit too much too many plot holes there in the middle i'm like what is going on it's why is he long. why is he getting a lobotomy uh you know lobotomy wh- um <laughs> yeah wh- wh- i don't i didn't understand and maybe this is just me i didn't understand why was there a a fake virus uh what yeah
3: well you're, you're actually you're touching on my two main dislikes i mean that Uh, once, once the film starts focusing on the individual family members, it does meander too long and it starts to, the film temporarily loses its momentum. I think, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. there's, it seems like a lot of false starts are going on. Uh, and like you said, there's a lot of points in that second half where I was also unclear about exactly what was supposed to be happening. Um, with the lobotomy, with the virus, with, even, even with the, we already mentioned the agent yellow. You know, I I I feel like I kind of got what the Agent Yellow was supposed to be and what it was supposed to do, but then again, the way things are playing out within the film, I I don't think it was exactly what I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I felt like there was certain elements kind of missing, explanations maybe, and again, it might be things that the South Koreans would would have picked up on that we didn't. But yeah, I mean, th- those are my two main dislikes as well.
2: Yeah, but I, I was I was actually when it was first introduced that there was like a virus associated with this thing i was like huh that's a little different i kind of liked that yeah and then it really d- it doesn't go anywhere yeah that's true <laughs> at all true. and i'm yep. like oh okay that was whatever it's not
1: supposed
3: to go in the first place yeah. right right right
1: and it's too bad it didn't um it, yeah. there's way too many subplots so yeah i totally agree the run, it's too long it's too long the runtime's too long talk about trimming a movie down to fix it even more yeah, yeah this is this is that one
2: yeah and then and this is just my preference i didn't get the comedic elements at all i didn't think they were funny I
1: thought wow that that, I find that crazy because I thought that's like right up your alley type of humor. Oh no, knowing you, that's crazy. No,
2: no. I mean, I love a comedy as much as anybody, and I love, I love, I, I, I like a lot of horror comedies. They're not my favorites, but when, I guess what I was expecting was more of a serious monster movie, and and I don't mind a a horror movie that's not necessarily a, a horror comedy, but has some comedy sprinkled in. Like for instance, like get out, you know, that was not a horror comedy, but there was definitely some comedy in it. Um, This more was comedy that like completely shifted tones.
3: It's a very broad and, comedy. Yeah.
2: Yes. That's and and that's the sick. tones and it made the tone all over the place. I wasn't sure, like, and what what's going on? Am I supposed to be taking this seriously, or is this, you know, I, mean, I I was I was like getting, you know, a little emotional when when you know they're there mourning, and there's this picture of this girl, <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of I was feeling oh, I a little it. bit of that, and then, you know, they're rolling on the floor,
1: slapping each other and
2: slapping, and it and crying out <laughs> to to me. It wasn't funny at all. Oh, I, I was like, that. I was like, this is stupid. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life.
3: And I here don't I think am this, laughing
2: you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See,
3: I like, I like the absurdity. I like to me where... too. It was just so it over was... the top. Yeah. I, I think that it was, it was the filmmaker's way of saying, like, you know, like, don't forget to have fun.
1: That's <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, well, that, I, that, I don't. I, I don't want to. Like
3: in this film, that you know, this is this is supposed to be a fun experience. Yes, there's horror elements. Yes, there's all these different things. But at the same time, we want you to remember, just have a good time. Just kind of keep that's right. Yeah.
2: But see that that to me is more like I don't know. I it just you didn't like the tone. It just, change. It, it's I didn't like the tone changing. it, do, it doesn't seem realistic. I, I don't think a family, no matter how dysfunctional is gonna come in assuming that their ten year old, you know, daughter and, and granddaughter and niece is dead and they're gonna have a a choke fight, slap fight on the floor. But, I mean
3: if if we think this about is not the not opening happen. Scene, it's not gonna like, happen. If we, if, if we go back to the opening scene though, where they're they're dumping the formaldehyde, like, you know, we get what's going on there, but it's not a very realistic scene. No, you know, I mean, the American coroner, he's not playing. He seems to be playing, you know, again, th- there's so much satire in this film. And that's that order. I, I yeah. don't think that we're supposed to be taking a lot of it seriously from the very beginning.
1: Right after that.
3: Yeah. I mean, even yeah. like, you know, we we see that the fisherman and the third scene, we see the fisherman just out there. And like <laughs> You know, we can tell it's like the little baby version of whatever's going on. They're trying to catch it, you know, and they're looking at it and talking about. It. I don't know. It's I I think that this you- movie is supposed to be um intentionally it's supposed to be a lot more fun than i think without without that expectation of going into it i can see i because i think the first time i watched it again the dubbing was ruining the experience for me but at the same time the voice acting wasn't helping me understand some of these tonal shifts or what was going on Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and i was frustrated with what was happening again it was a, a very early introduction for me for south Korean cinema um but when i when I'd seen a lot more South Korean films and watching it again years later, I just feel like I was I was just more prepared for it again the second time around. Um, I know that you said you already watched it twice, uh, but yeah, at least w- for me, it grew on me yeah. a lot more. Yeah.
2: yeah, the first time I watched it was subtitled, so I got the original, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then I had heard about the the dubbed version, a track tracked that down just to hear, you know,
3: how bad it is or
2: the how bad it is, yeah. <laughs> um but just just simple things like I, I don't know. This might be funny to some people, but when the dad is talking to the the brother and the sister about treating the yeah. other brother <laughs> nicely and he talks about about he's there and smells his farts. Yeah, every day. And meanwhile, and, they fall asleep. And, yeah, and by his uh, farts, he can yeah. tell if he is lacking Dude, vitamins great. or whatever. I'm like, it's not funny. That's
1: laughing right now. It's not
2: funny. It's not. Walshie, at it's not funny at the point of the movie. The, the, their, their niece, their niece, granddaughter, daughter is dead. You know, there's a That's monster weird. ravaging, and let's talk about fart smelling. I just <laughs> at the same didn't... time, the
3: two people he's talking to have fallen asleep. They're, they're passed out sitting <laughs> up. Right. Like, yes. yeah. even it's like it's just it's just to show like how, how re- again how this family sucks at everything that they do yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true
1: i don't know that, I but that's what, one of
3: this, the things this, man this is, just, I... this is just subjective difference that's all that's all yeah but yeah Mark, i
1: do remember uh when we first started podcasting you said that uh your taste may have changed but you're like i don't like my i don't like comedy thrown in for being comedy in a horror movie And I think that goes back to your personal taste.
2: It has to be, to me, it has to be, like, smart and go with, you know, the tone. And, and like, there are Friday the 13th movies that have some comedy in them. Sure, sure. You know, that goes through. But they're they're still, like, fun, scary movies. But that's the tone of the movie. This, to me, seemed like it was supposed to be a serious movie.
1: That's what I thought my first time.
2: And, and, and that's not even like, I didn't, I didn't read any reviews of this or listen to any podcast before I, all I knew was like, this movie was highly touted as being a great monster movie or whatever. And I went in and like I said, the the first 15 minutes, I was like, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm on board. Right. Um, and then the tone shifts come and I'm just like, I I, I'm, 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 I'm losing it. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm still over here giggling about the fart thing. So am I. Okay, well,
2: (laughs) I'm trying to to watch a monster movie, you know, and 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 Uh. I just don't need jokes about. Farts, Farts. Uh, you know, out of the, out of the, the blue, the guy's having a, a serious conversation.
1: (laughs) He's got to have a, he's he's having a,
2: he's (laughs) having a serious conversation because his one son Uh. is mistreated by his siblings and, and he talks about smelling his farts anyway, whatever. Um, I know Vin, you said you liked the score. I hated this score. Really? Not, not that this score was I too, bad. But... I mean, it was it was it was done well. Great musicians. I mean, it, it felt out of place. It felt like there were there were uh, elements of the score that were playing at the wrong time.
3: Uh, that's just yeah, me. Again, I think it was accentuating the fact that we were supposed to be having fun.
1: Yeah, like the you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: I, I, okay, I when somebody's was, when
2: somebody's dying and you're, yeah, you know, or something so. like that, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, thought, I mean, I
1: liked
2: it. I, I liked uh, it. Okay. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, just Mark, now, I, I'm well, not done that's yet. Awesome. Um, I think that everything was a little too easily telegraphed as to you know how things are going to end up or whatever i mean
1: yeah the story wise without yeah, without I, I spoiler
2: alert i mean as soon as the 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 one um uh, the ant couldn't take a shot with an arrow you know that where you that knew was gonna going. Happen. i mean you knew I mean, the girl so, was going to come back yeah so all, all this stuff um and then and uh, this might be controversial but i didn't I think the cgi was all that good i mean i know it's 2006 but um
1: well here mark I'm it was it was knowing. just
2: it was just a very obvious CGI creature to me.
1: Well, here, this I, I, this is my take on it. Um, I have CGI under my dislikes, and I have CGI under my likes. It is so, the most inconsistent CGI I have seen in a movie. Some scenes are so good at their CGI, like that scene I was talking about, in the dark. Um, It's still lit, lit well in the dark. It's not good because you can't see a lot. I mean you see the whole monster in this scene. Fantastic CGI in that part. It's the most inconsistent CGI. Other parts it literally looks like it's a it looks like I don't know if you guys saw Spawn back in the day. Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. how bad some of the scenes are. But I the think next when it's scene when it's good.
3: running around it looks really good. I think when yeah, it's it, swimming is when it doesn't quite it doesn't it doesn't uh integrate well with the water. Because when it was
1: moving, right when it was moving, running around, they put a blur effect on that really worked. Yeah, see, I didn't.
2: I believe the exact opposite. I thought it looked better in the water.
1: (laughs) Okay. yeah. I thought. I thought
2: that. I thought that. I mean, yes, it had realistic, um, uh, realistic movements. You know, slipping and sliding and stuff. And that's all well and good. And and it was. It was animated well. It was the placement of it in. In the in the situation where I think that the lines are too clear, or, or, or yeah, you know, clearly it's just a
1: computer it, image.
2: Yeah. So and and again, 2006, and this this is not a um, you know, a, a Marvel bullshit. movie that has right. 150 million two hundred dollar two hundred million dollar budget for crazy stuff. So yes, they did a great job for what what th- this is a to me this is um another level over sci-fi channel cgi i'm not saying it was that bad uh but it was just it was just noticeable to yeah, me yeah no
1: i dude i i agree i think most of the cgi was was actually very bad so don't but, let me don't yeah. let me get but Get definitely but definitely, the, des,
2: but definitely the but definitely the the design of the monster Very cool. was, yeah. was great right it's it just i mean again 2006 maybe they didn't have a way to make it look any better
1: right so right. yeah dude i i have it as a dislike and even rewatching it i even noticed it more and i mm. i was actually pausing it and being like wow it literally mm. looks like uh, they cut and pasted something on some of the scenes
2: like isn't this the character from House of the Dead? You know the video game. Oh, that?
1: you're bringing out There's House a, of the a, Dead. Nice. Little
2: little things would come and jump at you. No, I'm nice. just kidding. It wasn't that bad. So <clears throat> <laughs> yeah,
1: the old yeah, I hear you, dude. Uh, I agree, I agree with that. Um, uh, and my my only other dislike is is the runtime. It, 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 there was so much subplots that we already went over it. A lot of it could have been cut to tighten this movie up. So I- I'll leave it at that.
3: What else yeah. we got? I mean we we pretty much covered all mine. Um some of the things that you were talking about Mark I just, you know, I was kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum, but I do agree about the run time, you know, the said I think the film kind of loses momentum somewhere in the middle. Uh and just a little bit of confusion as far as what's going on exactly in the story and why. Um but it those aren't major dislikes for me. Mhm. Oh, yeah. I do have to yeah.
1: mention. I forgot to mention. I do love the ending of the movie. I do love the ending of this movie. I thought it I was really
3: I like real it. Cool. Yeah. I hated uh, it. Really,
1: yeah. I, yeah. I figured that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What let's do, guys, <laughs> do some uh, some? Uh, you got any trivia? or You want to get into ratings?
2: I've got a uh, little bit of trivia. All yeah, right. Let's still. hear it, man. Uh, go Mark. ahead. No, no, Van. What do you got? What do you got?
3: Uh. All right. Let's go through some of these. Um. According to the director, his inspiration came from a local article about a deformed fish with an S-shaped spine caught in the Han River. Wow. Um, By the end of its run on November 8th, 13 million tickets have been sold, making it at the time the highest grossing South Korean film of all time. Uh, Some of the filming took place in the real sewers near the Han River, uh, rather than on a set. The stars and crew were inoculated against tetanus by the medical officer. During filming, the crew had to deal with the effects of changes in weather and ambient temperature. This including uh, the sewage water freezing in cold temperature so it had to be broken up and melted. And during hot, windy periods, the water evaporated and the silt turned to dust which blew around in the breeze and into the faces of the crew.
1: Oh, wow.
3: Um, <clears throat> related to, again, the anti-American uh, kind of uh, under, undertones in the film. Um, the director... Uh, Back in 2006, he commented on it, and he said, "It's a stretch to to, simply—I'm sorry—it's a stretch to simplify the host as an anti-American film, but there is certainly a metaphor and political commentary about the U.S. And I just think it's worth noting. I don't know how all this was resolved, but at the time of the interview, um, he was actually protesting a free trade agreement with the U.S. um, that would have nearly crippled uh, the Korean film industry. Uh, South Korea." had cut the number of days a year that theaters are required to show local films um, from seven uh, to 73 from 146. So originally they had to show, you know, at 146 days, Korean cinema. um, And they cut that down to 73. Um, And that was to meet the demands of the motion picture association of America, which represents Sony, Walt Disney and all them. Um, And the reduction of the 39 year old screening quota uh, would have possibly slashed South Korea's output to 40 films a year from 80. So would have, you know, he he was at the time that this was all going on, pretty much fighting for the Korean film industry to not be cut in half um, because American companies wanted to show their movies more and have more screen time. Um, so again, you know, it's I, I don't know how all of that necessarily was resolved, but this is the atmosphere in which the film was released and you know, when he was commenting on the film at the time, this is the kind of thing that he was actually out there protesting. Um, and just kind of related to that. That was kind of funny. huh? Because of its themes, which can be seen as critical of the United States, the film was lauded by North Korean authorities—a <laughs> rarity for a South Korean blockbuster film. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, Kim Jong Il at the time apparently was a was a fan of the host. He <laughs> was like, "Man, <laughs> I
2: love that movie.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I
2: don't know what it is about it. I, I mean, love it." A,
3: sure, he had some cognac in hand, and True. you know, and a machine gun in the other, was torturing somebody at the time, and yeah, yep, yep. had the host sure. plan. <laughs> nice so anyway, to... that's what I've got. What do you got, Mark?
2: Um, what, what do you,
3: sorry, did I take this it off? Is,
2: no, this okay. is ridiculous. The director, uh, nicknamed the creature, Steve Buscemi what? based um, on the actor's screen persona and the way he acted in the movie Fargo. Don't even, I don't wow. even know. So I guess they would, they would refer to the creature as Steve anyway. Uh, uh, here, here's. Here's a real uh, head scratcher. The scene where Nam Il kicks Gang Du at the funeral ceremony was improvised. He jump kicks him with both feet.
3: He, he kicks him pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up now in the air. Not playing, not <laughs> I'm like, is
2: this like WWE happening yeah. here at this funeral?
1: Good stuff.
2: Anyway, the crew of the film, yes, yeah, the crew of the film used metal barrels to make the splash effects when the monster would dive into the water because because there wasn't really a monster. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw it on the, um, on the making of, uh, the computer graphics of the creature were done by orphanage Inc. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with, with that. And, uh,
1: yeah. And they used windows 94.
2: (laughs) 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 Ah, Too funny. Yeah, and that, that's about it. That's awesome. about it.
1: All right, so. well, let's, let's get in the ratings then. Um, you know what? I'll hop in, and I am going to give this. You know, I, it's weird. I always write down my number, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. So I'm actually going to come in with a seven and a half for the host. Um, I think you, sh- you guys got to give it at least a try, man. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I can't say it's a purchase. I can't say it's a must-own. Um, rent it. See what you get. Uh, so that's it for me. Then uh, what's your rating?
3: Um, I, again, I think this is a solid mon- modern monster movie. And I love how it it, ha- it handles the, the kind of political satire. Again, in the tradition of 1954 is Godzilla. Um, and, you know, I enjoy sometimes that. The creature can be seen as a symbol of negative american influence mm. and despite me being a very patriotic individual sometimes american hubris needs to be deflated every now and again Absolutely. Uh, so for me this film it's, it's an eight out of ten uh it's one that i i certainly recommend that people see you know again maybe it'll connect with you uh, maybe it won't you know you'll have mark's experience um yeah. but it's it's definitely worth checking out and for me personally it's one that i would buy
0: okay
1: very good man mark give us the rating
2: all right well i already own it so it's a buy yes it's a (laughs) buy for me uh no i I don't want to be too too hard on this movie i I did um enjoy most of the experience of watching the movie like i said it uh, lagged a lot in the middle with some confusing subplots and and -hmm. there's some things that happened that i wish hadn't happened and and all that but overall uh i give it a 5 out of 10 and i would say watch, it's on netflix i believe um so watch it on netflix it's on shutter uh, but but uh, yeah it's on shutter as well so don't um you know don't go out and rush and buy it i would say to watch it that way first uh and i and i think that uh, it is a tad overrated um although south korea buddy they They love this movie. This is when it came out in 2006. I forgot to say this in the trivia, but uh, it was the the highest grossing movie of all time in South Korea. Now it's been uh, beaten three times. So it's number four. But I I did a little bit of math here. Then you said there were about 13 million uh, tickets sold. They don't do things like we do where we talk about, you know, money. They say tickets sold. Okay. So thirteen million nineteen uh seven forty is what it was sold. I would say in two thousand six the average American movie ticket was six fifty five. Um so I'm just gonna say it might be cheaper, it might be a little bit more over there, but uh, let's just say for poops and giggles, you know, six fifty five, that would be about eighty six million dollar you know. Wow. Um they so you know that's, that's, and the and, and the budget impressive. would have been the budget would have been equivalent to about ten million dollars. So this this made seven, eight times its budget. So it, it was a huge, huge success. And there are um talks of this being remade um you know, as uh, an American. What? Oh yeah, this has been man, this has been for years. Um Gore Verbinski is supposed to be the guy that um is the director and Nothing has been updated since about 2012, so I don't know if this is something...
3: There's so much unique to the South Korean experience in this.
1: Yeah, right. I
3: just feel like that, to me, is what I enjoy so much about it. Uh, Mm. That, you know, to Americanize it, uh, I'm not not sure where that would go.
2: Are you (laughs) saying Gore Verbinski can't have an actor fart at a funeral? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) That he can't pull that off? Because I beg to differ, mister.
1: This movie is so good. North Korea and South Korea were
3: friends for a day. Just let's leave it at that. <laughs> it almost brought them together. The DMZ almost was did. almost eliminated. <laughs> yeah, it almost did.
1: That's right. All right, guys. We're going to leave the host at that. And we're going to get to our next review in a few seconds here.
3: Circa this era – um, I do love this story, although I, I know it was a bad time for you in your life. But, uh, you know, you were 30, Kira was pregnant with your first child and you were walking down the street and you kind of had a panic attack and exclaimed, I'm in a movie about underground worms. Yeah, all right. Um, tremors. I Tremor. love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's funny how now you, can look at that film and be like i wouldn't mind doing a you know sequel to that
0: yeah well tremors uh interesting because i don't um look at movies again yeah after i've really done them and i go to you know i i, I generally see it by myself and then i'll see it you know usually with an audience once but it's it, there's not enough time or whatever to go back and look at things mm. but because i'm interested in, in Tremors. I went back and and got it. I mean, I got it off of Netflix and watched it, and it's a very surprisingly good movie. I mean, it, you know, it's it's. Um, I remembered it even being a little more silly than it is. Uh, first off, it's gorgeous, thirty five millimeter. Oh my god! Somebody just told me they're going to um, have a screening of it with a thirty five millimeter print, which I actually would really like to go to go to and see. Um, secondly, I am really numb to uh, digital effects. Like I, there's nothing that you can do anymore. That's going to really wow anybody. You know what I mean? It's just a kind of a cacophony of, you know, shit blowing up. And, and I just kind of tend to just kind of tune out. So to see effects that are 100% practical. There's like no digital effects in it at yeah. all. you know, It's just wild and they actually kind of work. I mean, I remember some of the things that people were doing, you know, like, you know, you see a, a, the, the worm, you know, just just, just his, like his vibration going through the desert and it was just this giant ball that was attached to a tow truck and had dirt over the top of it and it was dug into a hole and they just drove the tro- tow truck and the thing just did that. But it's like so cool. It's so scary. Yeah and and guys with puppets on their hands going like this you know what i mean it's like it's i mean it's really cheesy but it's but there's something that's kind of um you know powerful about it it's the only character that i've ever done that i am interested in revisiting 25 years later because i look at the guy and you know again it's you know it's kind of a a silly movie but he, you know he's stuck in this town with this other guy and he's got all these dreams of of Delusions of grandeur, you know, of getting out and going this place and getting girls. And, but, you know, he's really sort of stuck. And when you get to the end of the movie, you feel like you're kind of hopeful that maybe he is going to make a move, you know, that he has the guts to go up and, and kiss the girl and, and maybe he's going to pull his shit together. And, and the question of whether or not that happens or not to me is sort of an interesting question. And to say, well, what if we, you know, saw this guy 25 years later? Well, who would he be? Um, so,
3: so the challenge is out there, screenwriters.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll see.
3: I would watch it.
0: Good, I'm I glad. I go.
1: Okay, guys, we are going to get into our last film review of this episode, and it is Tremors from 1990. It is rated PG-13. Runtime of one hour thirty-six minutes. It is considered a comedy horror. And it was released on January 19th, 1990. It holds a 7.1 star out of 10 review out of 90, almost 95,000. So uh, pretty good review there. Okay. How about we give a synopsis? Who wants to give the synopsis?
2: Vin, it's your do movie. Yeah. Do it.
3: Very quick. Uh, natives of a small isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures, which are killing them one by one.
2: Members of the town called Perfection. And that's it. (laughs) Where did Walshie go?
1: Uh, Dude, I'm over here talking and the mute's on, son of a bitch. (laughs) All right. I'm like, wow, Walshie wants me to just keep going, I guess. I I wasn't impressed with that, so I was just like, all right, let him keep going, see if he fixes it. All right, guys, um, the director is Ron Underwood. Writers, S.S. Wilson did the story. Brent Maddock also did the story. Okay, we got starring Kevin Bacon himself as Valentine McKee. We got Fred Ward as Earl Bass. We got Finn Carter as Rhonda LeBeck. We got Michael Gross. Uh, You know, this guy cannot get away from Tremors as Burt Gummer. We got Reba McIntyre as Heather Gummer. We got Robert Jane as Melvin Plug. And, uh, oh, we got Tony Gennaro as Miguel, uh, Charlotte Stewart as Nancy. Uh, I think that's all we're going to name as now. If we get anybody else, uh, you know, we'll mention them throughout the review. So, what do you say we play the trailer?
3: Let's do it.
0: Let's roll it. Perfection, a scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl oh, God, yeah, God, decided to leave town. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hold up. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose.
3: <laughs> Who could be doing it? Is that a snake?
0: I'll give you boy $5 for this. Money that's how they get you they're under the ground what the hell are those things after they eat a whole station wagon but where do they come from I vote for outer space no way these are local boys you see they're hated by right force! no Richter scale can measure it they're coming no scientist can explain it Bert they're under the ground and get penetration even with the alpha gun. Run, run! And no one knows what to call it mega worms or suckers or, or suckoids. Now, this valley is just one long board. Now, it's up to Val and Earl to save the world. That's one big mother. Who died and made you Einstein? And they know just what to do flip for it. Damn. Kevin Bacon. Tremors.
1: Okay, then once again since these are your picks, why Tremors and give us your first impressions.
3: Um Tremors is probably the horror film that I've seen more times than any other. Uh it's 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 just one of my favorite films. I I always have a good time watching it. Uh I watched it repeatedly back in the nineties. Um, whenever I came across it on cable, I'd have to sit down and watch it till the end. Um and even after I got rid of cable back when my son was born, I still have to put the DVD and watch it at least once a year. Um for me, I mean, this I'm sure a lot of people aren't gonna agree with this, but it's a near perfect film for me. Uh and perhaps more than any other film, this is absolute comfort food. Um I never I never get tired of watching it. I've always got a smile on my face, and I still laugh at the jokes. Uh, so yeah this is this is definitely one of my favorite films
1: nice dude so this is the equivalent of my stephen king's it for you yeah yeah awesome okay mark tremors first impressions oh boy no i'm just kidding i'm just
2: kidding I'm (laughs) i'm just kidding i swear i'm kidding i love tremors yeah, Tremors is I I, I Echo Van Man. It's just uh it's just a fun movie, man. There's uh I've seen it dozens of times. It's um not nothing nothing like sitting down and watching Tremors cuz it it just uh it, it's funny. This is this is what I'm talking about tone. This is a movie that's funny and and a monster movie at the same time, and it never, you know, wavers. It's all from the beginning. It's 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 supposed to be kind of tongue and cheek and funny and it and it rolls with it and these characters are so great, man. I, I love it. it's <laughs> like it's like going home to to see Valentine and Earl.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: it's funny drinking drinking cocktails out of a toilet bowl. <laughs> so, uh, I've I've always liked Tremors. So, yep, good stuff.
1: All right. Well, it seems like this is going to be a straight up love fest because. I have a very very fond memory with this film. Uh, I'm a little bit younger, so I remember when it came out in 1990. I was very young. Uh, I would have been three and a half, four years old. But I remember my parents watching this. And I walked down that banster, and they would always, when they'd catch me, say, get up to bed. But when Tremors was on, they said, come on down. You can watch it. And I am so thankful they let me do that because – I can't tell you how many times I rented this film at the VHS store. I probably played it out, man. Um, just the nostalgia factor for me alone. So I got to warn you listeners. It's a love fest for me as well. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I can't really find any faults. That my first impression is a great memory for me, especially in my horror movie, uh, history. So that's my first impression. So, uh, Mark NATO. What are some likes for Tremors?
2: Sorry, mute was on. Uh, well, like I said before, man, this is a superb cast. Um, the characters are funny, they're endearing, they're likable, they're easy to root for. Um. With the exception of Reba McIntyre, I don't, I can't stand Reba. McEntire. Dude, high
1: five, dude!
2: <laughs> I'm, I've just never been a fan of Reba McIntyre. I'm not. I'm sorry.
1: Them. I'm like, she's like nails the chalkboard to me, and anything she does. I'm sorry, Reba, but
2: I can't stand you. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Bart. You know, just not not a big fan of hers. <laughs> but everybody else, I mean, I know everyone talks about Kevin Bacon in this movie, and he's perfect in this movie. But Fred Ward as Earl Bass is just, I love him, man. They're
3: just an awesome team. It's a buddy movie, man. Yeah. Yes.
2: And, and Michael Gross, he is, you know, I feel like just singing right now. I bet we've been together (laughs) for a million years. Yeah, Mark.
3: I used to love Family Ties. (laughs) And I was like nine years old when this movie came out. And this is probably one of the most distinct memories I have with really realizing what an actor did. Because yes. knowing him as the dad from Family Ties, you know, this, just this—what
2: what is Michael? Aging what is Michael Keaton doing out <laughs> exactly,
3: there? You know. And then seeing him as Bert Gummer, I was just like, "Oh, this is what an actor does." You know, <laughs> nice. it was one of those things to see this total polar opposite happen again. I was around nine years old or so, and I knew what actors did, but it, this is one of those things that really kind of, yeah, it, it, uh, it crystallized it for me.
2: <laughs> they picked the wrong damn basement to break yeah. into. <laughs> You know, I, I just—it's just—they're—they're they're, like I said, everything about them. Uh, I even like. Here's a question: I couldn't find it on um on IMDb. The the, the young teenage boy, who mm-hmm. played him.
3: You know what? I don't know.
2: I, I don't see it on here.
3: I really don't know. Uh, he's he's been another stuff too.
2: I know <laughs> he's been another stuff. He he almost reminds me of um. Uh, the older brother from the Wonder Years. He does look familiar, but I don't think it's him. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm not sure who it is, but he's not credited on IMDb. I don't think, <clears throat> but he was good. I mean, he was he was annoying, you know, but it was funny. You know, he would he came out with that. Yeah. Oh, here thing. it is, Robert Jane. Robert Jane.
3: Yeah, Melvin.
2: That's Melvin. Okay.
3: Yeah, Melvin. Oh, okay. Love.
2: Well, here we go as Bobby Jacoby. That's why uh, Bobby Jacoby. So I don't know. He was in Pearl Harbor. can Hardly Wait. He was that's probably where I know him from. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. And if you don't know what that movie is Oh, great little
1: uh two thousands
2: Yeah, yeah. Late
1: nineties, early two thousands, uh yeah,
2: teen yes. movie. But anyway, Night, tremors. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. But um yeah, so let let's 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 just all say it at the same time. I know it's a like for all three of us. You guys know what it is? I,
1: I have to. One, two, two
3: three. three. The effect.
2: Practical effects. <laughs> yes. Vins like still
3: this. Hold up. Uh, yeah. uh, so no, would, they I do. I not sure what you were getting at for a second there. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: if anybody disses the practical effects in this, they're and
3: ridiculous. And, 27 and, years and, later, man. Uh, listen, good.
2: in the
1: daylight, in broad daylight, yep. Yep. that's what blows me away. Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alex Gillis are—I always talk about them. They're my favorite effects artists, man. From Amalgamated Dynamics Incorporated, I visited their studio. Uh, I've always supported them, man. I mean, these guys did the Alien, uh, Aliens. I'm sorry, they did the Wolf Predator. They did uh, Terminator. They—they they have done uh, the the Graboids clearly. They've done the best of the best, but it seriously still holds up not even holds up it still looks great today
3: yeah, it yeah you really can't
1: amazing. i mean
2: it literally looks like a freaking real weird like a, animal like, like a, a real, real thing i mean it, yeah thing would
1: be hiding uh, yeah like the way they designed it too uh they said they wanted it to you know they wanted it to look like it was an actual thing that would you know maybe in this little desolate town it would yeah. work man and it does
2: but, it does but all that detail, all that detail when the mouth opens. Oh, it's, it's incredible,
3: man. And, and oh, yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, the creature is more biologically sound than it really has to be. Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah, you can put holes in it and stuff like that. You know, it's whatever. If you, if you overthink it, you're obviously going to find things. But really, for the most part, the attention that they put in. And again, there's nothing about the design that makes us sympathetic to them. You know, they're, it's completely alien to us. Yes, um, they have yes, all these yes. qualities that we kind of find instinctively repulsive. You know, the snake tongues and slime and this horrible smell and these worm-like bodies. Rub um, body, yeah. You know, Ooh. and again, just they're created with these. You, you think about all the different, uh, you know, just the, all the stops that were pulled out to create these things. You know, from full-size animatronics and miniatures and forced perspective and stop motion, reverse photography, hand puppets. Dude, you know, the whole it, shebang. It's all working there, and it's so well-integrated. From scene to scene, you know, just they from, from cut to cut, they're changing things you know one yeah. it's a full size thing else in the next cut, it's a miniature, and they just keep on going back and forth, and it's it's like seamless when they when they switch when they switch them up yeah, um, And, again if, if this had been made a few years later they probably would have been throwing c g i at it, and it would have looked horrible this There's I think no is doubt. one of the this is one of the last great i think practical effects
1: oh horror. no I, dude, hands down and and not only just the creature and how how about how it moves through the ground it, yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. insane how real it looks the ground's popping out everywhere the wood the board you know the wood boards are flipping up and down with it uh, every single thing there's not one hokey effect in this film to me not one yeah a, that's,
2: that's... I, I, I think that's where <laughs> i mean this this um franchise is now up to like 6 6 is being six,
1: right?
2: is being filmed right now starring yeah. uh michael gross
1: Again.
2: and and jamie kennedy <laughs> although i've heard the rumor that kevin bacon might be coming back to do a tremors tv series uh which would be, be cool. would which be cool. would be which would be direct to like either netflix or amazon or something like that it's not going to be on regular tv and i don't even think better it, even yeah better. so yep. that would be neat to see him and um you know um Oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. You know, his partner get back together again, but that Michael guy's still Gross. alive, right? No, not Michael Gross. What's the other guy?
3: Fred Ward. Yeah. Ward. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think he's still alive, but um, yeah. I mean, I I just think that uh, one of the things that happened with those movies is that they're they did start using some CGI. Yeah. Oh you yeah, know? dude. I've, I've got the
1: attack pack.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not. And it's not good. No. I mean that that is that is what Tremors is known for. Is yeah, practical, the reason man. It
1: worked is because of these effects, man. It's all yeah. effects. The whole movie is effects. The whole thing. It's not mm-hmm. in the shadows, like I said. It's 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 not a scene here or there. The whole thing is a monster. I mean, we talk about monster movie. This is the epitome of a monster movie. You constantly have monsters going.
2: Yeah, I love the orange blood.
1: I know, and the gore. Yeah, the, gore yeah, the grab. Stuff. Yeah,
2: the graboids' orange blood. Fantastic, That's, that's good man. stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think did, I mean, did they remind you of like the the worms in Dune?
1: Oh, that's dude. That's funny you bring that up. They talk about that on the special features. They intentionally tried to not do that, but there's definitely <laughs> there's uh, there's something to that. You're on to something, Mark. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's. Uh... I mean that's a good thing. I mean I think that's a cool Yeah, the sandworms do do. Yeah. Um <clears throat> what else? What else? I mean I I think that uh I like the setting. That desert setting, you know, out in a in a in a, a town of about 14 people. <laughs> Literally they're just kind of Yeah, they're just kind of like um you know, separated from from the rest of uh civilization and they, really nobody's coming to help them. I mean they got to figure it out on their own and I love movies where people have to band together to survive or solve a problem um you know there's lots of creative problem solving in this movie
1: Yeah there is um and like you you were saying the setting every shot to, just to show how like alone and desolate they are there's in the background there's miles and miles and miles of nothing or there's mountains miles behind them there's nothing in sight
3: Yeah
1: love it Yeah Love that. Then what about you man? Give us some likes.
3: Well, I mean, it, it's I love how this is a very swift moving movie. You know, mm. it's it moves swiftly but not too swiftly. You know, I think it it goes at just the perfect pace. Yep. Um and it, they're continually escalating the stakes in this film. Yeah, you know, just when the characters think they've got it figured out, the circumstances change. Yeah, you know, like in the filming, like at first you don't see the creatures and then you see a dead snake like thing, you know, and then you see a live snake like thing. And then you see the real live big graboid and then there's multiple ones. And these kind of keep on upping the stakes every single yeah, time.
1: Getting bigger. Yep.
3: Yeah. And I love, you know, you, you kind of touched on this really briefly, Mark, but, you know, how these the graboids, which they dub them, um, they keep getting smarter, you know, and the characters keep running out of places to hide. And I love films where they have to outthink their way. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. away from the enemy, you know, like I, I mentioned this in a past episode. That's one of the things I love about like the Predator, about how even why it's so perfect to have somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger because his muscles end up being absolutely useless. Use, you know, he, nice. he has to outsmart the enemy in this, you know, it becomes about human intellect versus this alien intellect. And I love they do the same thing here. The grab boys keep on getting smarter, but. You know, it, you have Valentine saying, you know, they ain't smarter than us. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just this great thing where they, they have to keep on outsmarting each other. When, you know, the, the graboids are setting up traps, they're figuring out what they're doing. Um, but I love it, and they have to constantly readjust the situation. You know, th- this is a, this is a really tight, simple script that I think hits every single mark that it should. Yeah, you know, it's got just the right amount of humor. It's got the, these awesome action set pieces. It's got jump scares. And it's got a plot that's really centered around I think some very likable relatable characters you know the yeah. these characters they shine you know the the it never it never stops being about them, you know, and they we- they appear to live in this town of perfection because they seem to prefer being away from people you know uh they it seems like a bunch of loners out there, and the only time they ever come together is when they happen to meet at you know Chang's market <laughs> you know but otherwise these seem like people who don't want to be around others for the most part you know none, none of them are married um you know they seem to feel more comfortable isolated living these private lives you know bert says that he chose his home for geographic isolation you know nancy she appears to be the solitary artist you know only melvin who's young and not really there by choice he's the only one that really seems restless and not wanting to be there mm-hmm. um But I like I love how despite this and their differences, they really come together to help each other survive, which is something else you touched on, Mark. You know, and when they do that, sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but when they do that, uh, nearly every character contributes something to the survival of the group. You know, we've got Bert and Heather, you know, who they have the weapons and they kill the one when it breaks into the wrong goddamn rec room, you know, uh, (laughs) nice. Chang, he he provides supplies and horses. Rhonda figures out their anatomy and that there's more than one and releasing the water as a distraction. Miguel comes up with the plan to use the lawnmower as a distraction. You know, mm-hmm. Earl thinks of going fishing with the pipe bombs. Val thinks of the stampede. So everybody along the way, none of them would have survived without the others. And the movie doesn't feel the need to overexplain things like where the creatures come from. It's not something the characters would know. And I just I love all those aspects about the films. It's just such a like I said, a near perfect film for me that it just it hits everything at just the right moment, you know, in just the right way for me.
2: Now, now to be fair, the fishing with the pipe bombs didn't turn out too well.
3: The first time it was okay though. Yeah, yeah but then Absolutely. they get they figure
2: out what they they're get doing. smart. Yeah. They get yeah. smart. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I, this is this is. Um, I know we talked about this with um, Frankenstein that it's a great movie to show kids. I think this is a great movie to show like kids who are getting into horror because this is not too. I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it's too. Um, overly graphic no i mean frankly one of my dislikes if i had any dislikes is i would like more gore you know but it doesn't really need it uh but i think this is one of the movies that i'm going to be showing my my kids uh you know as they they get a little older my my um my teenager he he could care less but my other my other two are, are nine and six, and they're they're getting they're getting there. I got to make sure that uh, you know I watch it on on TV so that uh, some of the cuss words are cut cut out. But um, I think it's a good introduction because it it ratches up some tension. I mean, it's not we've seen this so many times that you know we're not we're not scared. Uh, but someone who's uh, a little younger, this could definitely freak them out. They might not want to go out in the yard and play after this.
1: Yeah, well, you you said, like, I told my little story there. Why it has such a nostalgic, mm-hmm. you know, heartbeat to me. Uh, like I said, it was probably, I don't know, four, four and a half, maybe five, whatever. Um, But I remember sitting down and watching the whole movie and being amazed and asking my parents, you know, like, where are those? They're not around my house, are they? I, I It was just so realistic. So I think your kids might have a blast with this movie. It, it definitely is that type of movie where you could show a kid, so. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. get into some of the, the scenes, uh, like some of the favorite, your favorite scenes. And, uh, one that I have to mention is the old couple at
3: nighttime, mm. mm-hmm. the doctor and his wife. Yeah.
1: Yes. How about that sequence when the husband goes and then the, the husband gets sucked under, right? And then all of a sudden, the woman goes to her safety point, which is uh, the, the, her her vehicle, and yeah. the snakes are hitting off the glass. Now, at this point, we haven't even seen a medium-sized grab because it goes in progression to the snake's medium and then the large, large one. Uh, and all of a sudden, the ground starts shaking, and the whole truck gets sucked underground. I love that sequence. And that's yep. one of the most amazing effects to me still to this day.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I like I like when they find it, you know, and the radio's still playing, and the and yeah. the headlights are Where still on. Where the hell is that goddamn golden lighting.
3: oldie coming from? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 definitely a great sequence, and it was, I like how they um, I guess it's not a, a real original thing, but how they they use the the point of view, um, of the camera. Yeah, you but know, it looks as, perfect a, as, a, as a graboid. Yep. You know. Uh that that's cool. Chasing the woman into the back of the station wagon. And, yeah, she yep. thinks
1: she's safe and yeah, uh yeah. guess what? No, no, you're not. <laughs> Sucks <laughs> the whole vehicle down. I, I just find that incredible. Uh even watching it today. Um mm. another one. One of my w-
2: favorite one of my favorite scenes, real quick, is yeah, uh over. and this is not because of what you think, but when um Rhonda is is trapped outside and and she gets tangled up in the uh, barbed wire
1: yeah yeah they,
2: yeah they have they have to rip her pants off <laughs> that that but that was uh that was pretty um pretty intense you know i mean they the the uh, grab boy just kind of reeling her in with this this barbed wire and uh and i like the i like kevin bacon you know valentine he, he, puts a pickaxe right in it, right in the, the graboid. Yeah. You know, that's the, graboid, a, that's another and the graboids point. using one of its, you know, snakes to get, try to get the, uh, the pickaxe out you know yeah. it, it was just it was just pretty it was tense it was it was awesome Hell and then yeah. they all run back in and that the, behind them boards the or the boards are, the boards yeah. are flipping up Love and I, are they gonna make it are they gonna make it that's what i'm talking about that would like give my kids a heart attack
1: yeah no that, probably, that scene probably. right
2: there definitely uh,
1: and, and there is another great great scene but uh this was the only problem maybe the only scene that bothered me when i was younger was the horse the horse attack and yeah. they actually get a real horse and have the <laughs> the snake part of the grab laid around it blood i mean that's another fantastic scene another one i really like is with the jackhammer uh, before we see anything
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and they're like, <laughs> what are they driving by and they're like there's a murderer there's a murderer coming around and he's cutting people's heads off get out
2: of the way <laughs> cuz they don't
1: know what they don't know what's going on and the jackhammer's hitting in the ground and boom all blood comes out then all of a sudden <laughs> off screen this guy gets dragged by by the rope, uh, by the the cord of the jackhammer. So that that, yeah, that, that set was, up a lot of tense, you know.
2: Yeah, that was such a a throwback to the old westerns. You know, somebody was always getting their their <laughs> leg caught on a, you know, and then the horse would drag them. Uh, but I, I like when they found find the guy's helmet and got his brains in there. Oh, I know, it was that, so, was know <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was nasty. That was good. It was good stuff. And I like, um, what was that other one that was the, oh the, the scene, um, where they're, you know, they're all inside the little store there. And, uh, oh, what's, yeah. uh, what, who's the owner? Chang. Again, Chang. Chang. Chang, Poor, Chang. Yeah. Poor Chang. Poor Chang. Yeah. Man, yeah. he got,
3: he that got looks good though. It looks great. It really oh, it does, good. man. Like it looks, it yeah. looks
2: real. It's, it's, yeah. I'm like, really I'm like, does. get Chang out of there. But, <laughs> But I mean, I was, wonder how was big agreeing.
1: that, that, that full, I mean, suit was or whatever, you know, I don't gigantic, and it was gigantic. It's throwing them side to side and it's taken up almost the whole room.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. I
3: mean, we, we have <laughs> to, good. we have to, of course, mention the rec room scene. That's the one. That yeah. No doubt about it. A, that's to iconic. To I, the wall, Re- man. Rec uh,
2: room. Can we just say I, armory?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love the buildup though. I love how they're talking, you know, on the radio back and forth, yeah. jump, you know, and you hear the, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, and then he, it just goes off. And then like a couple seconds later, you start hearing the crackling of the guns, you know, yes. and then it goes into what they're experiencing. But I mean, I remember, uh, seeing a video, um, I, mean, I can't take credit for this. It's a uh, red letter media. Um, they actually do a really nice, uh, they call it a review where I know it's one of the guys from red letter media. It's one of his favorite films and they were talking about it, but they're talking about how wow. the, just the kind of comic shot that's in there where you see the thing break through the wall and it's on Burton Heather. And then that just, the camera pans over and you just see the whole wall of guns, you know, and it's just, this, mm-hmm. it's a comedy shot, you know, it and is, it is. There, there's, there's a lot of those though. There's a lot wow. of them. These, these shots where uh, uh, I remember when, cause I started noticing it the last time I was watching it. Uh, when, the the grab boy does spit the pipe bomb back onto the rocks you know and we <laughs> see everybody and then it shows val you know val earl and Rhonda, and then it pans back and you see how far away they are from the rocks you know and you just hear Bert going <laughs> are you, are you all the way out there you know <laughs> but it's it's just the way that they do they use their zooms or zooming out you know and you just realizes how far you know how screwed they are with certain things um but yeah again that that rec room scene it just you know, laying into the thing. And then the elephant guy, it's just, it's a terrific scene. It's great. And then of course you've yeah, got his, is, man. Bert's exuberance, you know, we killed that mother humper, you know, which, <laughs> which, <laughs> mother which, humper. Which, which has one of my favorite responses is be advised. There are two more repeat, two more mother humpers, you know, because yes. I know that <laughs> Bacon, you, yep. this, this was originally, a, they originally gave this a rated R, you know, not for the violence, but for swearing. So they did go back and dub over a lot of the originals. But I think that the dubbing that they do actually adds so much charm to the film and makes some of these, you know, makes a lot of these lines just so memorable. Oh, yeah, um, for sure, man. For you sure. know, but I, I love that. You know, but one of my other favorite lines is so simple, which when Shang says, hey, Earl, her, here's some Swiss cheese and bullets. Like, it's just, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I just, it's just little things like that. You know, there's just so many. I can't believe we said no to free beer. It, it's it, it's it's an endlessly quotable film for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, and I just, to skip a little bit ahead with it. I, I love the ending
1: there. There. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, can you fly sucker? Can you fly? You know? Oh, that is so amazing. Knowing uh, he overthrew that pipe bomb. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and knowing what, you know, you're, it's a nail biter, man. What What's going to happen? These things are outsmarting them at every turn. And, you know, Kevin Bacon keeps saying, you know, uh, they're not smarter than us. They're not, you know, they're not smarter than us. I don't know the exact quote. And, and, the, and once again, the effects, they show the whole shot of it going out and falling down through the cliff.
3: And I love it, the very opening shot of the film sets it up because if you see them where they are at the truck, those rocks are behind them. So where oh, they're actually yeah. where they're taking care of the cattle is actually the same exact spot. And of course, he's doing the stampede joke to wake up Earl, you know, and freak him out. So, That's right. you know, it's it, it all it all it's goes full circle in that in that whole sequence.
1: Um, I I'm going to watch that differently now. I never I never thought about that.
3: Yeah, it's it's such a smart film, you know. And one of the other things that Red Letter Media uh, pointed out, which I thought was really interesting, is their use of sound in the film. How they go from very quiet moments to the next scene they'll start with something really loud. Um but throughout the film they they're showing just how 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 much noise we end up making and not realizing it. You know, in their in their commentary, their their discussion, they're giving the example of when Val and Earl are walking around the doctor's place looking for them and you see them like, you know, Val accidentally kind of kicks a bucket. And you can hear Earl going down the wooden ramp, the thud, 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 you know, yeah, that's right. and it's just it, it is accentuating all of these accidental sounds that they're making, not aware of these graboids yet. Um, And again, it's something I want to give Red Letter Media credit for that, because I thought it was a really interesting point that they made. It's such a really interesting, interesting choices that are made throughout the film that are it's just so smart. Like I said, it, this is such a simple idea of a film. It's it's made so much better than it, it ever had to be.
1: It really is. It really is, and the, the script alone does it all for me, man. Uh, you, then
3: hitting the actors, they got. Come on, man. And it's it's a terrific homage to the 1950s big monster films. Well, that's you exactly know. what it is. Essential, but I, but at the same time, unlike those films, this isn't but meant undanged. to be a cautionary tale. You know, this isn't about the nuclear age. It's not about science run amok. You know, they have no idea where these things come from, and they speculate. But in the end, it doesn't really matter. You know, There's no answer. We think about. By 1990, the Cold War was coming to a close. You know, the Soviet Union would collapse a year later. Um, so if it if it had been made earlier, we probably would have seen a lot more talk about the Soviets. You know, and here we just have, I think Val say something like, I think the government made a big surprise for the Russians. That's the only mention of it, though. You know, so the, the only real kind of Cold War fears that we see at this point are Bert and Heather. You know, it's the the survivor survivalist kind of prepper movement really picked up traction again in the 1980s when Reagan. He kind of renewed the, the arms race yep. with Soviets, you know. He started, "We're going to build up our nuclear nuclear arsenal again." And that's when the preppers really started going crazy in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we still have some remnants of it, but it's even though it's paying homage to the 1950s, it's not trying necessarily do what those films did. Right, so upbeat, it's,
1: but it's still a lot yeah. of the same beats. You're right, man. Right. You're right. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> we're 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 giving it the love fest we said we would, man. I think we uh i mean it, you you really could talk about this film for hours um i don't i don't want to drag that out i mean i really did talk about everything i love i do have to say there is an awesome attack pack on dvd and blu-ray that's what it's called the attack pack um i don't know if you guys own this or not i got it at walmart uh, they always seem to have it at my walmart too so maybe maybe if you guys have a local walmart um it's the four films Uh, And I paid $10 for it all on Blu-ray and they all have special features and they're all up-res. Um, what amazing collection because you're getting the original that's worth the, the price alone. And then you get to see the, the sequels, which I don't mind. We maybe we'll get into them one day, but you know, this is the cream of the crop here, but I would say get that Blu-ray pack or DVD pack. It's worth it.
2: Yeah, I don't have it. I have a, I have a DVD of the original and, uh, when i watched it not only does it have the uh it had the uh the bars around the you know the the top and bottom oh, the bars were on the bars were on the right and left too really which was weird well, i'm not well, sure they why they screwed the
1: aspect ratio that's not <clears> supposed to happen
2: yeah but I, this is one i need to get on blu-ray i'm not sure why i don't have it on blu-ray
1: yeah if you could find that one market you'll probably end up spending the same price just just for uh tremors
3: one so yeah, you can i plan. found i actually found it in a bargain bin just a couple months ago what the, uh, this is what i'm talking n- about not, not the attack pack but just a okay. blu-ray of the original um oh, there so you i go. think i picked it, it up for like five or it. seven bucks or something like that i mean it's it's one of those uh you think universal owns this right so yeah, it's, it's once un- again once universal again we're talking about universal, universal. uh <laughs> but i think it's one that they do put out quite a bit it's just kind of a you know one of their cheaper offerings um, I will say that, funny thing. you know, I saw the second one when it first came out, and I remember kind of being lukewarm to it. Uh, and I pretty much purposely stayed away from the sequels. I think a lot of that has to do with, I do love this film so much, you know, that I yeah. don't want to necessarily know all the things that happen because I, it's gonna disappoint me. I feel like. Yeah, you're you know? afraid to do it,
1: <laughs> and you know yeah. it's not gonna be as good. You know right. that. I mean, right. it's 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 bound to happen. That always happens ninety nine percent of the time. But um, you know they're they're on it just in case. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I what else could we talk about here? Any more likes, guys?
2: Well, I'm, I like the music. You oh, know, that's the music right. The pretty they're good, in, and yeah.
3: and the the kind of country twangy one or the yes, yes. Okay.
2: Well, all of it, all of it. It yeah, just fits. They do the horror too. It fits with 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 the movie and and the movie has the right the right music at the right times you know for the tone mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah it's everything very yeah there everything about this movie is 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 like like vin said i think is is pretty perfect if we're if you're trying to pick things apart you might might be able to pick things apart but there's not many movies that you can just sit down shut your mind off and just have a good time that's right, With, man. And that's and that's what this is. This is just a good time movie. You'll you'll laugh. Things will be tense. Uh, you'll you'll um, you know. So it's all it's all yeah. all of that rolled think that's, up into one.
3: Yeah, th- that's part of it. I mean, if I just kind of move into a, my dislikes a little bit, um, which aren't much. Cause they're really yeah, just nitpicks. It. It's mostly just nitpicks here and there, especially after you see it so many times. Yeah. Um, but it's just. It's more if you think about it too hard, you know, you start thinking, how exactly does this town function? You know, where yeah. where do these guys fill up, the you know, for gas? Yep. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, you know, why are there metal poles conveniently next to boulders? That you is, know, it's, why it's, are it's the things boulders, like that.
1: <laughs> why are yeah. the boulders perfectly... Uh, yeah, aligned on that one yeah. scene Outers. they could do their what's yeah. it called the long pole vault thing. The pole, pole
2: vault, yeah. I'm
3: like, like wow, gonna, so... we're not
2: gonna pole vault out of here. <laughs> well, yes, you are.
3: <laughs> and, you but, know, and but, Rhonda somehow doesn't. doesn't see or hear Val and Earl running through the desert. You know, when that <laughs> so, gravoid yeah. hits the retaining wall. You know, it's just again, you know, everything else is just so well done that it's so easy to overlook it. That's um, right. But, you know, yeah, you could find plot holes. You could find things where just leave your head scratching. Like that doesn't add up. Uh, But it, it doesn't it doesn't ruin the experience for me at all.
1: Yeah, man, that stuff like that, like the pole vaulting one to me, I was like, wow, they're perfectly placed Uh, for them yeah. to pole vault out of there. <laughs> but 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 it, it just, it's just such a fun movie. Like you said, it, it's not a bother. It's just not a bother. I would not waste ink even disliking that. Um. So for dislikes, uh, I wish – I do have a serious, serious dislike though, guys. And it is – was it Rhonda in it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rhonda. Rhonda doesn't shave her legs. I don't know if you guys see this on the DVD. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) I almost threw up on the Blu-ray. And now I see why actresses hate Blu-rays because this chick is an ape. She – dude (laughs) – She's oh, got God. three inch hairs on her legs, and this guy's rubbing it. I would have walked off set. So that's my dislike. Look, <laughs> oh, <Boom>.
2: gosh, <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. I, I, walked that, off set. I was like, I was like, yo, this I'll girl. I'll be in my like, trailer. No, yeah, this girl's got to shave her legs before I do any work. I mean, what are you doing to me?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> listen to that. What are you doing? What are you doing to me? <laughs> You ever heard of a you ever heard of a Razor Ronda?
1: Little little joke. Uh, but yeah, well, nasty anyway. You know,
2: F- Finn Carter was just uh, an up and coming actress. She really couldn't afford any uh good All right, waxing, good, enough. So... good
1: enough. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm just going to have to watch the DVD from now on.
2: Now. There was a reason why she never became a big sex symbol. <laughs>
1: that's right that's right well maybe they that's just they don't have razors in their town of 14
2: no no
1: maybe that was a plot point all right uh dislikes mark uh
2: like i said it could you could have used a little bit more gore just to ratchet it up a little bit but it's not necessary um as far as the cinematography goes it it's pretty much a it has a very tv movie like look to it. And that, I think? that's because Yeah, I think so, because the director is is a he's basically all he does is TV okay. episodes and movies. And it's not bad, but it's also not like stunning cinematography. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like that really could have been um a great setting to to show some really nice landscape shots and, and some no,
3: John Ford style
2: no yeah, no which like that. yeah and w- and that's okay it's not it's not right, uh right. not that type of movie but that's really the only dislikes i have that i mean All nothing right. else and and like i said reba
1: reba i'm right there reba. with you dude oh reba. yeah
2: and and reba's song at the end yeah mm, you can tell no. i knew it was
1: coming at some point <laughs> no. i thought she was gonna start belting out in the film um but oh, no she gosh. didn't yeah Okay, well, let's get into our ratings then. Um,
2: well, we win. got some trivia. Trivia.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course.
2: Trivia. You can't, trivia. you can't skip trivia for Ooh, Tremors. My bad. Let's
1: go. Trivia.
2: All right. Michael Gross began filming this the day after shooting the last episode of Family Ties. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he said goodbye.
1: I need to work. Alec, <laughs> I'm out uh, of work. To Alec,
2: Alex P. Keaton. And, uh, you know. And um, Valentine's belt buckle was the sh- in the shape of a heart. Did you notice that? Because he's mm-hmm. Valentine. Get it? No,
1: I didn't notice that. Now there's
2: something I learned. Vin, what do you got?
3: Um, I, the the director originally made educational videos. Uh, the original idea for the writer, uh, he, I guess, he was. He was still like a Navy base or something, editing films in the early 80s. And he was on a boulder and he just started thinking, what if something was keeping me on here? Um, and that was kind of the the seed planted for this film. And it was originally called Land Sharks. Um, and they eventually, thankfully, got rid of that idea. Um, the entire t- town was custom built. Uh, Chang's store was designed to collapse and quickly reassemble itself for multiple takes. So um, cool. Reba McIntyre, who you guys obviously don't like, <laughs> uh, she was <laughs> she was pushed by Universal, uh, but she read for the role and they actually ended up really liking her. Um, the film was a box office disappointment, but it became a runaway hit on home video. Yep. Um In the original opening sequence, which is something interesting uh, just to kind of talk about, we see uh, it, what was cut, but we see Fred uh, arriving at his farm. And he gives Edgar Deems a bag of vegetables. Um, and Edgar Deems is passing through with his donkey. Um, we see Edgar return to his home. Um, he puts his donkey in the barn, uh, closes it, and he's about to go into his trailer when the barn, start, barn starts shaking. So he goes back to the barn and finds his donkey mutilated. Um, and he reaches for his shotgun and starts to cautiously explore his property. And that was the original opening sequence of the film. Oh, wow. Um, so it's just kind of a, a little bit of backstory about Edgar Deems and you know, how he ends up getting up on that tower. Um, Charlotte Stewart, who played Nancy, which I almost I didn't recognize her for this, but she was actually Mary X in Eraserhead. Um, so yeah, you know, very iconic film, but that was her who was obviously freaking out about her little mutant baby. Uh, the film poster and VHS cover artwork for Tremors was designed by Universal Studios. The artwork was originally going to feature an actual graboid, but Stampede Entertainment believed Tremors. Will be better if audiences did not see the creature until it was revealed to the characters in the film. Universal agreed initially, but then decided to use a close-up of a graboid tentacle with sharp teeth on the poster. Uh, at the time of filming, uh, this I thought was really interesting, Kevin Bacon felt that Tremors was a step down in his career. Um, Dude, there is this a guy. story which I... Well, I mean, again, this is 90s and the way that people saw horror. And I guess with him, you know he'd had a couple box office disappointments and now he's making a movie that they're like, they're like, you know, throwing hand puppets in his face. And, you know, when we see, when we see the things moving underground, it looks awesome on screen. But when he's on set, he sees just a ball underneath the dirt that's being pulled by a truck. So it was hard for him to really see beyond whatever silliness there was. And there's this kind of anecdotal story. I don't know all the details, but I guess it's basically something like, he was like 30 at the time and he was walking down a street and his wife was pregnant and he's having, he started having an anxiety attack and he started screaming in the street, something like I'm in a movie about underground worms. <laughs> so he considered it kind of like a real low point in his career at the time. Wow. So, cause, cause it all looked way too silly for him. However, um, as people started coming up to him talking about how much they loved the movie, you know, he ended up going back and revisiting it years later and he was genuinely impressed by just how well it held up. And he has a way much more positive outlook now. And, you know, in fact, you know, when they're talking about him going back to it, he's, he stated that Valentine is the only character that he's played that he'd be interested to see where that character is 25 years later, you know, or more than 25 years later. Yeah. So he's, he's really kind of done a total 180 on this film. And he's, he sees it as a really affectionate thing now that before he, he just couldn't see that. Um, and I have just an interesting kind of piece of trivia that's loosely related to the film, that I just, I want to just kind of bring attention to it. Um, even though it is a little bit of, it's a little bit of a downer. Um, but Victor Wong, you know, he, he played Chang. Um, you know, we know him from like big trouble, little China, you know, we know him from so many iconic films. And of course he's, he's great in this film. Um, I, I, I thought it was interesting reading about actually how he ended up passing away. Um, On the morning morning of September 11th, 2001, Wong had turned on the television to watch the news when he learned of the terrorist attacks on New York City and Washington, D.C. He and his wife, Rose, spent all day watching the news and trying to discern the fate of Wong's sons who lived in New York and, as they ultimately learned, were unharmed. Uh, Rose finally went to bed in the evening, but Wong stayed up and continued to follow the news. The resulting exhaustion and the two strokes he had suffered years earlier took their toll, and Wong died of a heart attack at some point during the morning of September 12th
1: my birthday so really yeah
3: so yeah it's that was a.
1: that's that's sad yeah. man
3: that's really yeah. sad but i just thought you know even though this is kind of a sad story i thought i thought it appropriate to kind of give victor wong something of a just a spotlight here show so
1: him some love man. just yeah. recognize
3: yeah exactly you know it's it's a sad sad story of his passing of course it was a traumatic experience for all americans um but you know we lost another great thing that day uh but still, I just wanted to give him his due and just kind of recognize him here. Yeah, for sure. Man. And so uh, that's what I've got for for trivia.
2: Very I got cool. a couple. I got a couple more things just real quick. Um, In the mood. The, well, yeah, because uh, I feel like I got to wipe away the tears now. Uh, Burt's 1989 GMC Jimmy was Michael Gross's real life vehicle. Oh, nice. He had bought bought it brand new in 1988, and he kept it until 1997. Remember the GMC jimmies? My dad had one. Yeah, they were nice. They were nice. Um, And then do you guys know what the golden oldie was that was playing in the doctor's buried station wagon?
3: It was some religious song, wasn't it?
2: It was Drop Kick Me Jesus. (laughs) Drop Kick Me Jesus through the goalpost of life.
3: That is what? So unbelievably American. Dude, I gotta play yeah. that song.
2: You gotta end yeah, this
3: show with that song.
2: Drop kick me Jesus. <laughs> you gotta you
1: gotta knock it out with I
2: that. will. We will do it. Um and then uh, I just did the uh the success of it box office wise, it was a eleven million dollar budget to make and it made seventeen million. So it did make its money back. But like Vince said, man, it, it it's become a cult classic.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's uh, got more than its love.
2: Yeah, As soon as it hit VHS and home video and all that, that's all. So that's all I got, man. Awesome, awesome. All right, then I need
1: your score for
3: Tremors. Oh man, see this is this is one of the ones that's difficult for me. You know, uh,
1: dude, go at your I, heart. Remember, I remember
3: with with you, Walsh, when you're talking about like it, you know, yep. you have this this real kind of personal. Yep. connection to it and then there's the objective yeah absolutely part, you know? um, so this one you know Tremors again for me it's a kind of a perfect blend of humor action practical effects got the likable characters relentless pacing great performances you know and watch it any time it's on screen um, and I think for people who gen- who want a genuinely fun monster movie that's smart but simple this is a must see this is the go to every single time um, and again the rating man it's I'm having a hard time saying it Uh, but I I kept bouncing back and forth kind of between a nine, 9.5. Um, and a lot of that is a personal, personal rating, but again, there's, it's so hard to find fault with this film, even though I know it's not, you know, this isn't the exorcist. This isn't the thing, you know, it's, it's, it's not other films. Right. It's, I think that, you know, I think there's a, uh, and, uh, almost an instinct or, you know, there, there's this, impulse i should say um to knock it down because it's kind of just such a simple story that's not trying to be something bigger um but i'm going to kind of go with the higher number the the 9.5 at this point it's kind of just a last minute decision here um but so that's for me 9.5 this is again i will constantly put this movie in and i have no qualms with it whatsoever
1: yeah dude great great score um and i think that's very fair because we do do critically reviews but we all have Movies that mean so much to us that nobody will ever understand. And you have to give it the score that your heart gives it. And you just did that, man. So that's what I do when I get a movie that is really close to me. So uh, how how could you hate on something that means so much to you, Um, even if there is faults? But all right. Mark Nato, what is your score for Tremors?
2: Tremors to me is a 9 out of 10. Um, It is a quintessential fun monster movie. That's just all there is to it. Uh, when we do our our top 25 monster movies at the end of this monster palooza, I'm I'm pretty sure that might make the top 10. I mean, it might. Uh, I think so. Not so right. that's yeah, just I me. Yep. I think uh, I think people need to to purchase it because it is uh you know, it's pretty cheap on Blu-ray. I think it would be cool to have a real nice collector's edition you know I don't yeah know maybe if, one if day would dude. ever do that yeah, oh, I'm sure. yeah I'm... the
3: special features haven't changed since the no, 90s they're old they're very yeah. yep i think yep, they were were, were originally on the laser disc they weren't so, that's exactly what they're yeah, from they haven't updated anything on it yeah and there's a lot really of stories needs... it's not even a commentary i mean it's i know i know ridiculous
1: yeah the, the this need if any movie needs a nice collector's edition and you know, this yeah. is definitely one of them, man. There's there's so much stuff that can be talked about, especially with studio ADI. I want to know every little detail.
2: but oh, could um, you imagine if they did a commentary with like Kevin Bacon and the director oh, and man. I mean that would be That elevated another point. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great to maybe do like a little uh you know, do like a big horror movie, uh, like a convention and have like a tremors cast reunion or something. Yeah, They do that type yeah. of stuff.
1: So, it, it, you yeah. know, it's, it's never out of the woods. We'll see. Maybe,
2: maybe if this TV show, I hope it you does, know, comes to fruition, maybe they'll do something like that.
1: I hope it does. All right. Well, I'm going to hop in with my score here and I am on the same exact level as Mark Nato. So I'm giving tremors a nine out of 10. Um, i always well i guess we all do but the special effects man the practical effects are such a big part of my love of this genre and what it why i fell in love with it is that magic and this is up there with the best of the best so let alone the acting and and the story so i i we said it all man we said it all so nine out of ten it's a must own tremors so that is going to do it for our second review now Let's get our plugs in here, guys, before we take off. Vin, where can the people find you?
3: Uh, you could find me online at my blog at therevenantreview.com. Uh, I can be reached by email at therevenantreview at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter at Revenant Review. Yes,
1: and please go check that out once again. Uh, Mark Nato, where can the people find you?
2: Well, you can email me and the rest of the gang. I'll um, send that on to them if you want to at askthehorrorcast at com. Follow us on Twitter at, at the H-Cast. And uh, check us out on Facebook um, at uh, com slash official, I think. And then, of course, I have my yep. Mark Nato page. So you can, uh, like I said before, we're very accessible. We will uh, love to have a conversation with you. if you private message us, we will private message you back. so we're we're super laid back like that. So let us know what you think.
1: yeah, and as for myself, uh, same email Mark just mentioned uh, actually same websites too, but uh, you can get me personally on Facebook. I have a new name uh, thanks to good old the workhorse mark nato um and it's horror cast walshy i've been posting a little bit on there so i'm gonna get even you know more more and more involved now that uh life isn't as hectic with the with the child so find me on there same thing hit me up guys and if you'd like to stay current on our podcast and we really hope that you do if you'd like to ask a question make a comment on an episode send a request for review uh Health. you'd like to even join in as a guest or or just say hello, visit all those sites. And we promise to take time out of each episode to read your uh, comments or emails, um, especially if you're going to give us a review. Like Mark said, we're kind of hovering. We'd like to hit that 40 mark. Uh, and I have the offer out there, man. I got I got really good stuff. Um, so there's a little incentive for you to give us a couple reviews. Uh, be honest. So it's obviously it's five stars.
2: <laughs> but um, obviously, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, you know, you know, uh, but that's really going to do it for this time, guys. But we're, I want actually we got to let the people know what next episode's going to be and then the your picks. So, Mark, why don't you tell the people?
2: Well, our next episode is going to be our spotlight on Universal Monsters, The Wolfman. Oh can't wait yes so what are the three movies uh obviously we're going to be doing the wolfman
1: wolfman and then we're going to do frankenstein meets the wolfman and then we're going to be doing Abbott and costello meets frankenstein right yes
2: yes right then your picks man
3: correct
2: correct yes correct and we
3: especially i think we picked the last one because we saw it as a really nice kind of bookend to the uh, the
1: Perfect. the wolfman
3: series right
1: it is and, and kind of uh, the previous ones as well so it all works yeah. out
2: mm-hmm. yeah we've had we've had some um some feedback on facebook and 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 twitter about this series and about our um coverage of the universal monsters and everything and people have been enjoying it and a lot of people have been asking when's the wolfman coming up hey. so a lot of people a lot of people are uh you know, excited about that. And I think that means that we will be recording that on April 4th. Yes. So it'll be out the following week. So somewhere, somewhere around April 11th is when you should be expecting that to drop. So, and then after that, we will be doing my picks and I did change. Were you around when I changed it? Vin, uh, no, I was
1: there. I was talking to you. Vin is the one.
2: Vin. Vin, Vin is the one who was out. Well, we decided to take The Blob which was my original pick for older monster movie and we're going to be doing an incredible series this summer called Horror Cast Drive-In where we're going to talk about a lot of 1950s drive-in uh, horror sci-fi type movies. We're going to move The Blob to the summer and then we are going to be talking about drum roll please i forget <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
2: gate ass. the gate that's right i'm just kidding with you the gate which which just uh had a, a new special edition come out Beautiful. so the gate from 1987 i believe right that's right. That correct. is
3: correct. Okay. And I'm then, then to revisit that, so that'll be wow, great. There you go. go. Dude.
2: Yes. So the gate and then uh the newer movie will be it's very fitting. The monster.
1: Yes, sir.
2: So we will be talking about those two movies. Uh that's the next episode. So sometime in April. So there you go. That's
1: yeah, all so we you, got. Now the listening, you know, get out there, and watch these movies. You could follow along with our reviews, see <laughs> so if you you know, if you're on the same page or not. So. Uh,
2: you gave me a drum roll when I was like, I don't yeah, That was awesome, dude. Was <laughs> oh, and it is.
1: I don't know. All right. I, uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Let's get out of here. So, until next episode, thank you for listening to the Horror Cast, where it is all killer, no filler. And always, stay scared.
0: Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life End over in, neither left nor to right
2: Straight through the heart of the horizon's uprightness Drop, kick me,
0: Jesus, through the goalposts of life Make me, oh, make me, Lord, more than I am Make me a peace in your master game ¶ Free from the earthly tempestion below ¶ I've got the will, Lord, if you've got the tow. Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of life ¶ In over in, neither left nor right ¶¶ Straight through the heart of the righteous of ¶ Drop, kick me, Jesus, through the goalposts of on the brothers who've gone on before, and all of the sisters who've knocked on your door, all the departed dear loved ones of mine, stick them up front in the offensive line,
2: drop gig me Jesus, to the goalposts of life,
0: end over end, either left nor to right, straight through Harder than righteous up rights Drop gig me jeans To the gold Coast. Right. A lowly bench warmer I'm contented to be Until the time When you have need of me The flash on the big scoreboard Shines from on high The big Super Bowl Way up in the sky Drop, kick me, Jesus, to the goalpost of life. And over in, neither left nor right. Straight through the heart of the righteous uprights. Drop, kick me, Jesus, to the goalpost of life. Yeah, drop, kick me, Jesus, to the goalpost of life. End over in.